Network Store. Get ready for Deadbeat Radio. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It has been uh, too long since we've been here with Deadbeat Radio at the Stage Diver Network Studios. Uh, We've taken a small hiatus just due to some personal changes in life and some scheduling conflicts, and it is happy to be back here with you on this Labor Day weekend with the man behind the boards who makes it all happen, Mr. Terry Snow. What's up, y'all? Again, I always say that, that we couldn't do it without him. Well, one of the days he couldn't be here, so we literally can't do it without him. That's one of the reasons of the hiatus. So, yeah, uh, that's true, but you got some good reasons for That's too. And then, like I well. said, uh, yeah, I've been out of town for Fuckfest, which I'm uh, happy to give a recap on that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and then we did CreepyCon last week, which yes, was a blast. Was I had a lot of fun for that. But we are back, and I have a, uh, a newer friend, someone that I have uh, recently, I would say, in the last few months got to know and not well enough. So we're going to fix that today. Uh, Mr. Jared Pierce. Hey, thank you for having me. No, man, it really is a pleasure. I was uh, uh, telling Patrick Cunningham earlier that uh, I was excited for this because I, I, we don't know each other that yeah. well. And I, I, I don't like that because I, I felt an instant uh, uh, liking the minute I met you. Oh, my and every time I've hung out with you, I've uh, enjoyed it. So love oh, your yeah. work. I'm um, looking forward to this. And so thank you for being here on Deadbeat Radio with us. Uh, I know you guys uh, did uh, an episode of JMB's DLC earlier. How was that? That was awesome. That was uh, a very interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love those guys. Jay uh, yeah. is my tour partner. We uh, tend to, to hit the road together when we can. So yeah. I love Jay and Bingy's wonderful. He was my wife last weekend. Oh, okay. uh, he was the Sherry Moon to my Rob Zombie. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Did you see the pics of me as Rob yeah, Zombie? I saw a couple of them. Yeah. They were really good. Yeah, yeah. I was really impressed at how it well it came good. out. Uh, y'all should enter the costume contest. Oh yeah. Well, as, I heard that was pretty a pretty intense. With us as a sponsor, too. would I be eligible? Oh yeah. Yeah, maybe know. one of those like yeah. employees of the company and on it. So yeah. we may not have been eligible, but uh, I think I could have took a good shot. Oh, for oh sure. yeah. There was a after the event was over, they were doing like a monsters ball, mm. and it opened up with this choreographed uh, hula hoop. Did you see oh, that? To the living dead girl. To right? the living dead girl. Yeah. And I even oh, laughed nice. then. How funny would it be had I just like snuck up on stage and start dancing? <laughs> between them <laughs> yeah. you yeah. think they would look over and just like shit a brick and be like oh freak out yeah zombie. uh it was a great again one of the better costumes that i've pulled off uh people were loving it I, people come up and be like hey man you great costume can i take your picture and i was like yeah it's almost like i dressed up because i want the attention sure right. I mean, like this, that's, that's why i did it i always love when i dress up for like fanboy every year um You'll get parents who will run up and be like, you know, I'll, I always try and do at least kind of kid friendly ones because right. there's so many families. Right. So, so you've done cons. You do cons frequently. This was my first. I had yeah. never done anything. Yeah, like I it. do. Um, I do fanboy every year here in town. Um, I've gone out to uh, Nashville when I was in high school. I've gone out to MTAC a couple of times. Uh, Middle Tennessee Anime Convention. That's a great convention. Um, I'm assuming in Murfreesboro. Uh, it's it's in Nashville, actually. Uh, I think they had done it in Murfreesboro originally. Well, that's where MTSU is, so that's yeah. what I was assuming. I think that's. I I don't know the history of it. Um, this was my first con. I loved it. I mean, it was small, so I'm glad it wasn't like you know San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't consider myself a cosplayer, but which is dumb because I do a lot of costume work and I do it really well. Like yeah. I, 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 it's just something I do. Um, I, you haven't got to see much of it, I guess, because you haven't been around comedy uh, locally for that long. But we used to do the parody character roasts. 
Yeah, no, I've heard about some of those. Uh, yeah, that's how I actually made my name in Knox Comedy. That's oh, okay. the, the that's how my claim to fame. And I, I get called to do just odd characters. I used to shave my head, so I was the bald guy for everything. Right. And now I'm the bearded guy for everything. Of course. By the way, just on a side note, today is World Beard Day. Oh. So hey, happy uh, birthday, uh, thank Lance's you, beard. thank you. Um, <laughs> it's birthday. Well, actually, it'll be four on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, awesome. So yeah, it'll be. But one year ago today. Uh, actually, one year ago tomorrow, uh, it was getting crowned 63rd greatest beard in the world. Yeah, we were in Austin Ooh. for day one today last year. It was awesome. That's awesome. It was such a great trip. Met new friends. Um, we partnered up with some people through some beard groups. Again, the community is yeah. awesome. We partnered up for a ride, and we all went together on an Airbnb. And so met some awesome friends. Got to see some other people. Got to meet some of my heroes. I got you know, which was great. Uh, a few I had met before. A few I had not. Right. So it was awesome. But uh, yeah, today is World Beard Day. So that's awesome. Um, but what I was about to say was uh, I used to do the character roast and was kind of known for that. My first one was Stone Cold at the roast of uh, Hulk Hogan. Okay. I used to wear the goatee and bald head anyway. Yeah, I could see that. And so I had only been doing open mics two, three months, I guess two months or so. And Jeff Blank, who you know, yeah. um, who got me into comedy, um, was in charge of them at the time. And I was like, Jeff, please, 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 please. I knew about them and I'd always wanted yeah. to do one. And I heard about this one upcoming and I was like, please let me play Stone Cold. Please. Please, Jeff. And he was like, nah, I just, I don't know, man. You're new. Nobody knows you. Right. And I was like, look at me. I was like, look at me, Jeff. Look at me. I'm the Stone Cold now. I'm the Stone Look at me. Because it was like, I look, I just, come on. Uh, how do you and mean? he finally broke and was like, all right, dude. All right, but you got to you gotta start coming to some open mics. So I was like, every week, I was trying to go to one until I could earn my shot. Um, I ordered wrestling trunks, right? I shaved everything north and south of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> wow. My wife covered my tattoos with uh, uh, makeup. I, I wore uh, the black wrestling trunks, my leather vest, got my wrist tape, you know, yeah. had my six-pack in the, the ring holder. I had my Doc Martens. So it was it was hilarious. Yeah. And I got my impression down just pat, came in, what? what? I went for one beer. I went for two, but, you know, and did the whole yeah. thing. And, and they put me first. They were like, let the new kid go yeah, first. That will be bomb. We're good. Dude, I set the place on fire. Nobody nice. expected it. Um, I went to J.C. Ratliff's house the night before to workshop with some other yeah. comics. They were like, all right, all right, new kid, what do you got? And I did one joke, and they halfway through the joke, they were like, stop. You're good. You're done. No, yeah, you're fine. You got you're it. good. Right. And so I just that's how I earned my name. Okay. Um, that night, they came up and said, hey, our next one's Axl Rose. You got to be Rob Halford. And I was like, okay, cool. Right on. Uh, that was great. Uh, that was great. That was the funniest thing I've ever done on stage. Uh, I I pulled off the greatest costume gag in Knox comedy history. That would that would set you up for it. That, uh, that's the perfect. Yeah, dude. Um, it was it was great. I again had the shaved head. I grew my goatee a little thicker. Spray painted it right. black, so it had that Gomez Adams funky kind of Rob Halford creepy look. Right. Had the aviators. My wife um, sharpied. The tattoos on the side of my head. She did a, a lightning bolt, and we couldn't figure out what the other one was, so she did like a smiley face on the other side. Oh, okay. I had my black leather gloves, fingerless gloves. I had my black leather jacket, my black shirt, my black leather tie. Um, I had my jeans and my black leather chaps, had the sunglasses, the works. I came out in the long black overcoat and the Harley, like, old-time sailor hat, right? Oh, okay, yeah. So, again, had had Rob Halford dress blues and everyday wear, right? Um it came my time, day two and that to go, and I went 
way later. This time they were like, no, no, save him. Save it, yeah. yeah. So they put me at the end, and it came my time. I stood up. I took the hat off. I mean, I was a real diva about it, like Rob Halford would be. Right. I took my hat off. I took my jacket off, laid it across my chair, went to the podium, and that's when all the comics realized I had cut the ass out of my jeans. So all the comics have to stare at my bare ass for like eight minutes. Nice. They're dying <laughs> that's laughing. That's amazing. It was great. They're dying laughing. The audience has no fucking clue. So I let the pop kind of die down for a minute, you know, right. and I made reference to it that only they would get. I was like, do people mind? I haven't even told my first joke yet. I don't want to make an ass out of myself. They go nuts. Like right. it's, it's like two minutes inside jokes. I do my whole set. It's just funny and witty and, and it's great set. I get done. I walk out from the podium. I bow to the audience. I turn and bow to the dais. The audience gets the call back. Finally. And dude, for the, the, there were like two people left to go, and both of them came to the mic and were like, I, I can't follow that. I, I got nothing. So, dude, it was one of those times I was like, yeah. yeah. So I love doing it. I, I'm a big fan. So doing Rob Zombie this weekend was good. Yeah. That's um, just... What do you typically do? Like when you do cons and, and costumes, what is it you do? Typically, um, I try and if I'm going to do something that's not just your standard video game, movie, comic book character, I kind of try and apply it to whatever the theme of the event is. Um, I did a costume one time for uh, for uh, an anime. Uh, I did a Seven Deadly Sins costume, real simple version. Don't know what that is. I don't like anime, but I, yeah, I trust you. Yeah, I did a real simple one um, to go to a one-day anime convention with a friend of mine. Obviously like, a big anime fan? My friend was. I am okay, not. Okay, okay. Um, no, fanboy, however, is uh, comic books, movies, TV, and entertainment. So it's a lot wider spread. Um, typically, I tend to stay focused on comic books, just that being my kind of go-to right, fandom. Right, um, I've done a Joker costume. I've done um, oh, nice. Batman Beyond. Uh, last year, Georgia and I actually went as Sims from the, nice, the computer game. Nice, I like that. Um, that's probably the easiest costume I've ever done. Do you have to look just the dot above your head? Is yeah, we you just did? made little paper mache uh, widget things that that's good. That sat that's over good. our head, and then we just wore kind of goofy clothes. I love a good shtick. Yeah. And I love... For me, I won't do a costume unless I, I can 100% nail it. I won't do anything half-assed. Um, for me, and I was talking to Mitch uh, at CreepyCon, because he was like, well, way to go. You went all out. I was like, here's the deal, man. I go all out, one, because it's fun. Two, I want to shock people. I want the attention. I'm a stand-up comedian. I clearly want the attention. But for me, it stems right. from a childhood trauma. Okay. And that comes from every Halloween, and the phrase uttered by every grandma at the door, what, what are, are you, you supposed to be? Ugh. The dreaded. I hate it. I mean, like, honestly, like, crushing as a child. Yeah, oh yeah. And so it was always like, God, what is like what are you supposed to be? And my, my in my head I'm always like clearly better prepared. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Obviously a better costume yeah. next year. Uh so for me I I hate that. And yeah. so I won't if I'd have went to the cost if I'd went to CreepyCon and one person had not instantly recognized Rob Zombie. I would have crushed. Yeah, Yeah. I would have been crushed if one person hadn't got it. So that's the most devastating part of like fanboy is you'll be surrounded by nerds. Now I do get like if you have a specialty, you pull an anime out and people go, "Hey, obviously that's anime," but they still recognize you are an anime character. It's it's like I understand it. Hey, what is this from? I don't recognize this. But if I go to a creepy horror based and I'm go as Rob Zombie, nobody gets it. The only person who should ask me what is that is the mom or wife who came who doesn't follow the fandom. That is it. I am, but uh. 
go ahead. I once dressed up as um, Batman Beyond from nice. Batman Beyond. Pretty simple, black, red bat suit. I mean, yeah, that's bat, black bat with the big red bat. Yeah, real easy. Not a um, fan, but I'm familiar. Yeah. And, come on, uh, Lance, come on. No, a guy walks up and he goes, that's a really cool Spider-Man costume. Oh, oh. And I was like, there's a giant fucking red bat on my chest. How do you, Ouch. Where do you get Spider-Man? That's the eyes don't up. look the same. I have ear. Cowl. Yes. Like, yeah, what do you... So that was pretty devastating. That yeah, was... That would ruin my whole day. That, that would, did. It, that it, would ruin my whole day. It put a cloud over the whole rest of it. I was like, that one... Like, I was like, I still had fun, but that one fucking guy. I <laughs> broke a ring that I was wearing that my wife had gave me to do Rob Zombie and it almost ruined my day. Like, again, I'm such a diva because this one ring, like, I don't wear tons of rings, but I like it. I think I'm going to start. But I dressed up and I pulled out all these rings I had had, and my wife was like, oh, try right. this one. And so it really made me feel like I even held yeah. my hands different. I find myself um, really doing that kind of thing. And so, because clothes, uh, which jewelry is an extension of, clothes will affect, I think, the way you walk, yeah. the way you hold yourself. If you have on that right shirt and that favorite pair of jeans and that one pair of boots that lays just perfect with the jeans, you do struggle. <laughs> Little bit, yeah, yeah and so being dressed as Rob Zombie and having it down, I felt it, and the rings made me feel. And this one ring broke, and I was like, "I'm done. That's it. I'm over. It's over. I'm going home." And I, I, I held through, but yeah. I, I did not enjoy it. Uh, in, inside of me, uh, it was like having to walk to your favorite concert with swamp ass. Yeah, you, you <laughs> still want to go and have fun, but, but you're going to be you're uncomfortable, uncomfortable, and you're going to know nobody else is, but you're going to be self conscious right. all day. And that's where I was. That's where um, I was. This past year, I dressed up as uh, one of the uh, Old West Talons assassins from Batman Court of Owls. Okay. Um, on like on the Sunday for the convention. So it was a slow day anyway. It didn't really matter. But the string on my mask had pulled through mm-hmm. on, on the side. Ooh. And it was, the, it was the kind of same reaction. I was like, that's it. Let's just go I'm home. Done. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm done. Um, cause it does, it kind of, it's weird. No one else, everyone else was like, you know, do, Oh, do you know costume. Vaughn, Vaughn McClellan, uh, McClendon, Vaughn, what's his last name? I'm not sure. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he's a cosplay legend mm-hmm. locally. And he goes to cons and brings like nine outfits and will be like, first half of the day, I win is this second oh, half yeah. of the day, I win is this. And he just, he's not, yeah. and they're all spot on. They and he's this big, tall, cartoonish looking black guy with just a grin from ear to ear who just lights up. I mean, like, and so he's so, and he, dude, he's like, fuck it. I, I want his Vampirella. What? What? Yeah. And yeah, you're I know just who like, you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he, dude, he is the body, uh, 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 perfection person because he's just like I'm comfortable I do whatever the fuck yeah. I want and he's just like I brought a bunch and I love this and fuck this about the community and, and yeah. dude he's the bomb and I always am like God I'm so jealous I'd love to do that more yeah. and I, I should because I, I, I do yeah. the same you know uh, my Herschel for The Walking Dead was fantastic oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw that uh, that was great you could do Dale really well I did uh, Herschel, uh, Herschel for the walking, kind of the, um, the, the for the Walking Dead uh, roast we did, and uh, I did a fake leg, and then I I did it to um, I'm so mad about this. I did it to uh, a Walking Dead convention we had in White Pine. Okay. And it was a com- con- costume contest, and the winner got 300 bucks. Okay. And Lindsay and I, like, scheduled it. We were like, I got this. My Herschel is spot on. At some right. point through this show, I'll see if I can pull it up, pull it up and show you. But uh, my, because um, I know it's on my Facebook page somewhere. 
but my um uh, 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 plan was I was like I got the three hundred bucks I, I got this. There's yeah, no way. It's a small contest, small town. This is a, a so I nailed it. Tucked my beard up, sprayed it white. Had my gun, did my fake leg. Had oh, my had my crutch. I carried my Bible. Right. So how did you do the fake leg? So I've been, I, I've been I trying did, to figure uh, it out. I, it was really easy. I took a pair of khakis mm-hmm. at the back side of the knee. I cut a hole. I folded a little up and pinned it like you would if you would cut your leg off. I then got a black uh, like a runner stocking that was jet black and wore it with a black sock, no shoe. So it's just a shadow, okay. right? And then I had, obviously, my, my regular boots, regular khaki leg, my crutch, and you just wear the crutch on the missing leg side. And, like, when people come around to take pictures, just lift your leg up, and it's a black sock, and it's a black, um, like, um, you know, legging. So it, almost having, like, a green screen stuntman doing a, a special effect monster in a movie, right? Like, behind the monster is the green screen, so you can't see it. I it was you, a, a yeah. real-world sort of effect of that. Um, and so I could walk around. And even if you caught a glimpse, you wouldn't see the, uh, the the black of the leg. But when people would take pictures, I would just hold my leg up and like a flamingo. Okay. And so, but I had my Bible and had my gun and That's had my amazing. crutch. It was great. Sprayed the beard gray, had the gray ponytail, had this um, kind of light khaki shirt. Yeah. And I had taken sweet tea in a spritz bottle and sprayed the shit out of it and left it in the sun to dry. So it had like pit stains from hell. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's great. It is fantastic. And I was like, I got this 300 bucks. Wasn't a lot of great options. I knew it was going to happen. Made the top like five. And then it came down to uh, me. A girl had made a fursuit, like a furry. You've been to enough conventions, you know a furry. She made a fursuit, and it was good. And so I I was like, all right, that's going to suck. Because second place was like 150 bucks or something. I was like, I don't want that, but I'll take it. Um, But uh, the fursuit was a worry. And then the third, the other third contender, the third runner-up, was a four-year-old in a store-bought Easter uh, Energizer bunny costume. Get the fuck out. No. Doesn't count. Get the fuck out. Oh, wait. So then they get up to, hey, we've narrowed it down to these three. We're going to let audience participation vote judge. Oh, hell no. You know how this goes. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. So guess who uh, won uh, $300? Oh, jeez. That little girl's parents. Uh, yeah, I was like mad. I was like, "What's I, that little girl need three hundred dollars for?" That's what I said. And the first suit won the second place, and I was like, "Oh, I get it. what's I get that? It. What's that weird animal need one hundred and fifty dollars for?" I won free autograph pictures from all the quote unquote celebrities that were there signing pictures. Lame. Now, some of those people were really nice, and I've made some friends since then. Yeah. So uh, we did meet some cool people, and we we liked the Walking Dead. So it was cool. Yeah. But it was a lot of like extras and minor characters, and, and like Rick okay. Grimes isn't there because it's in white. No, mind. of course not. But a lot of the cool people, one of the guys there, um, I can't leave his name, uh, Scotty something, is in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming 2. And yeah. Know, like, yeah, cool. Um, Josh Turner, who we're hoping to have on a guest, uh, you know, he was there. Yeah. That's where I met him. Um, he was on Walking Dead. Con. Yeah, he was on Walking Dead. And so he's awesome, dude. Uh, we hope to have him here. But that's what we won. Was and I was like, oh, you know awesome. what? I can't pay my light bill with autograph pictures and yeah, I, that's what i came here to do so i was i was kind of heartbroken but yeah. uh it happens i mean that's, you gotta figure out a new way to make a quick 300 yeah. bucks but so know. obviously you're big into comic books too i, yeah. I like that I, yeah. we're a, a a comic book i'd say clan around here all right of on. us tend to be i mean um, you have to be in this yeah <laughs> yeah you yeah. know i grew up with it and i'm a nerd of all things um you mentioned doctor who earlier i can't stand Doctor Who, but well, that's, that's, uh, that's one of my things. Uh, you, You'll you, get used to that with Lance. You'll get used yeah, to that. No, I, I absolutely uh, respect that. You've um, heard my Doctor Who trash joke in the middle of yeah, my Star Wars bit, yeah. so um, I, I think I might like it. Uh, the new stuff, the old British stuff I could give a shit about. But The old shit is hard to watch. I'm a huge fan of it all. Um, 
and the old stuff is hard as hell yeah. to make it through. Yeah. They're slow. It's cheesy. It's cheesy and slow. And part of what helps for me is remembering that it was 1960-something. Yeah, yeah, like 63. I, I Googled yeah. it for the joke. You know, where when I yeah. say, there's always one of you motherfuckers that go, but we've been around since 19, and I think it's 63. That's uh, right. But I Googled it, uh, and I Googled the new incarnation so I could have the, but right. nobody gave me shit. 2000, is it five? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I was thinking it started it was the same year as Supernatural. My wife loves that show. I can't get into it. My wife so, loves it. So I have the Supernatural tattoo. Okay, but I'm getting a pick I, of that before I go home because my uh, wife will. Yeah. Uh, she'll love that. What is the Supernatural tattoo? What's the symbol like? Um, it's called the Anti Possession symbol. It is a su- a fiery okay, sun okay. with a pentagram in the center. Uh, looks like a satanic Red Hot Chili Peppers album cover. Yeah, yeah kind of. Um, <laughs> That's the idea. Okay, okay. Um, I the think idea I would is like to it. scare them away with Red Hot Chili Peppers and keep the demons <laughs> away with uh, Satan. Okay. Yeah. Um, my wife loves it. I've I've watched a few episodes with her. I think I could like it. I just yeah. it was one of those shows she started without me, and oh, so yeah. it was one of those that I would just come in and and, and as a couple. I know you uh, your lovely girlfriend uh, Georgia uh, is a wonderful person too. I've met her a couple oh, yeah. times. She's fantastic. Um, and she's all right. She's all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, she's fantastic. She's she wonderful. Is. She let me uh, bring her use her car to get here. Tonight, nice. So. Uh, so uh, uh, if you're a couple with anybody, um, and 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 you you know that you you start shows together, and you yeah. can't watch the next episode till the next person's there to right. watch together. There are rules. Unless you have an arrangement. Hey, you're not gonna be home for the weekend. Can I watch Can I a couple? Watch? Yeah, you, right. they, but you can't. And and for me, I'm a baby about it. If somebody starts a show that I wanted to watch, I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't want to watch it. Never mind. We've had no, we've yeah. had a couple fights, and then but Supernatural is one of those. I was like, no, nah, go for it. I don't care. Yeah. My wife now asks permission, and not like a whipped like you know Stepford wife kind of right. thing. No, I check she with just Georgia. we've had this fight so many times. She's like, hey, is it cool? I, I saw this show and I want to watch it, and I just want to know if you have any interest in watching it too. Yeah, and, and I go, let me see a trailer. No, it's no. good. You do that. You're fine. Yeah, Georgia uh, and I will do that. Yeah, with each and other. so uh, Supernatural is one of those. I was like, nah, go ahead. And uh, she loves it. She's all into it. She, yeah. uh, I'm trying to think of which one of the two fellers makes her moist. Uh, <laughs> the short one or the tall one? <sighs> See, I, here's the problem for me. Okay. It's Sam and Dean, right? Right. I think the other one looks like a Sam, and then the other one looks more like a Dean, and it fucks me up, and I can never remember. Am I thinking about it the way I think I should think about it, or am I thinking about it the way it is, and I've just, I get well, fucked up? Well, you want up. an interesting fact to only make it more confusing for you? No, but go ahead. So, Jensen Ackles, who plays Dean in Supernatural. Is that the long, shaggy one, or no, is that the Channam Tatum-looking that, that, one? That's that one. That's okay. the shorter one I think with the buzz that's cap. the one that makes her moist. Okay. Dean's prettier. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But he looks more like a Sam, and he the does. other one looks more like a Dean, and it fucks me up. What's interesting is he was on a show, a show years ago called Days of Our Lives. Okay, okay. The soap opera. Yep, That's I'm where familiar. he got his start. Nice. I didn't but know he was on it, but I'm familiar with the show. a character named Samuel. Okay, uh, nice. The guy who plays Sam, Jared Padalecki. Wasn't he on Seventh Heaven? Uh, Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Okay. And he played a character named, named Dean. Dean. Damn it. No, that's fucked up. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, it fucks me up. I couldn't do it. Um, but Lindsay seems to love it, and I think it's a good show. I just I haven't got into it. Yeah. And same kind of way with Doctor Who. Like, I think yeah. if I liked the... Because I like... Um, damn it. What's the first reboot guy? Uh, I can't think of his name. Um, Chris Eccleston. Chris, I like him. Yeah, I, I don't know. Fantastic. I know everybody's real picky, and you can step on toes, but I like him... Um, He's my doctor. Okay. He's my favorite. Yeah. I like actually all of the actors that have done it. 
I like them all. Yeah. Um, yeah and so I think I would enjoy it. It doesn't have that stupid cheese ball look, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm a big fan. Um, I actually, I thought it was neat not too long back. Um, my wife and I, we got behind, like way behind. Actually, we lost trail of a lot of shows that we need yeah. to catch up on. And one of them was Gotham. I love Gotham. Oh, Gotham is good. Yeah, I've lost, I've fallen out of that one. I have too, but it's so good. I love yeah. it. It's, it's actually some of the best interpretations of certain characters ever. And right. so many people shit on it. And I'm like, it's so good. I'm not watching a Batman show that's not about Batman. It's, it's like, not okay, a Batman wait. show. It's a detective show about Batman. Jim Gordon. That's right. what it is. Well, it's, and it's, these, it's a detective show. That's it. This it's is more like Coljack the Night Stalker. Yeah, and this is obviously a world where the timeline has shifted. Yeah. Jim Gordon and Bruce are happening concurrent to... Freeze and Joker and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not the classic Batman dude, timeline. What's his nuts is the Penguin is fantastic. Yeah, dude, I love him. Um, my all-time favorite villain is the Riddler, and okay. his interpretation in yeah. that is so fucking good. It's so cool. I um, love. But, I loved what they did with yeah, him. I did too. But uh, where I was going was um, Alfred, who again I think is one of the best Alfreds ever on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad was a doctor in the sixties. Really, and That's and they're so cool. they're identical, and he played him as the he played his dad um, recently on some crossover Doctor Who thing. Oh, I don't know what neat. it is, but he's like one of the top five original doctors, maybe. Yeah, um, and there's there's spitting images of each other. That's awesome. And so, like I said, and so they did this reunion thing because uh, I know they do that every so often, right? Yeah, Where all the doctors do little, cross, yeah. uh, they do a, a multiverse crossover. Yeah. Well, he played his past father in that oh, episode. That's so cool. But uh, yeah, he's a great Alfred. Yeah. I love that because um, you always wonder, like, because you always see Alfred is this old Michael Caine, and you're like, yeah. whoa, 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 you know Kung Fu, old man. And <laughs> I'm so, supposed like, to buy that. And and now seeing this former army, you know, like actually uh, could yeah, hold his own, yeah, yeah, even yeah. And so you're like, oh, I get it. Twenty years ago, you were Jason Statham. Oh, I, I got see it. it right. Now. Yeah. And so yeah. I love that. That's why um I like uh, Daniel Craig as Bond. Are you a James Bond fan? Um I I try so desperately to be. Uh-huh. Um I like the idea. I like the uh social references, mm-hmm. the pop culture references. Yep. Um the movies are tough for me to watch, especially the older ones, just because yeah. of the time. I yeah. like the the new uh the new Statham ones because or the Daniel Craig. Fa- Daniel Craig. Or Daniel yeah. Craig, that's yeah. his name. Yeah, Statham's transport. Uh, um, Statham would be a great James Bond. I'd would. buy it. I'd buy I it. would. I'd believe it. Um, I was there for years. Um, it, I I always, my problem was I grew up in the 80s, so I grew up in the yeah. Roger Moore era. Yeah. And so um, I'll get to that. But anyway, I grew up not having great James Bond movies to right. go on. And then we transitioned to the Daltons and the the, the Pierce Brosnan. Oh, no, Timothy But by Dalton. then... I didn't care. I didn't. I didn't bond. get the 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 fix need right. early. So by the time later came on, I was like, I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Years later, a friend of mine was like, you don't like James Bond, and he was like, you you strike me as a James Bond guy, and I was like, I know, right? right? See, I get it, but I I just can't. Yeah. And he loaned me um, the collection that goes all the way from Doctor No, the very first one, yeah. to the last Pierce Brosnan. It goes all the way up to Casino oh, Royale. Wow, okay. And I took and I watched every one in chronological order. And the making of documentary that went with everyone. So I literally sat in a the period of about a week and a half. Wow. I watched every James Bond in chronological order. And so I think I have a great opinion of after seeing them that way and discovering right. them that way. So there's no nostalgia bias. Right. Um I think the the for me, uh uh the new 
era is Daniel Craig is the best because of the same reason for Alfred. I have to know certain things. James Bond is a spy. A spy is a super soldier. You have to picture this man doing push-ups in the rain, in the mud, getting yelled at, running laps, right? For fun. Exactly. You you have to know this man went to boot camp. Yeah. And I have trouble picturing Sean Connery in boot camp. Yeah, even I can, young Sean Connery. I cannot. I, I cannot have any image in my head of Roger Moore cleaning a toilet. Right? <laughs> I just can't do it. You can't but, imagine fucking Dapper Dan. No, Timothy Dalton. No, no. Um, Daniel Craig. I can. So yeah. my opinion was, and, and again, we always forget George Lazenby, who's the lost Bond and fantastic and far uh, underrated. Um, he did one picture. Um, okay. Con- Sean, Connery quits. They can't find anybody new yet. They picked this Australian guy who has never acted before in his life. Right on. He lied to get the job. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted the job bad. He had done one candy commercial in Australia. He oh comes. <laughs> he found out Sean Connery ordered a suit, didn't pick it up. He goes and buys it. He goes and buys the exact same watch that Connery wears. He goes to Connery's barber and has Connery's haircut. He goes in, lies on his resume, tells them everything they want to hear. They hire him. And then they, he comes in and they go, all right, man, well, here's what you got to do. And he was like, I don't know what I got to do. And they were like, what? And he was like, yeah, I've never acted before in my life. Oh, my God. That's amazing. And they were like, but you got this far? And he was like, yeah. And they were like, you're the perfect. You can that's, act all you That's acting. And that's... Um, the funny thing about it is it's a great movie. He was a great Bond, very underrated. Um, they dubbed his voice. Did they really? From Australian to British. Yeah, oh it makes no God. sense. So it's got that weird 60s overdub. It's good, oh, yeah. but it's still very dated. Um, but it's great. It talks about like uh, it's the first one to talk about his like family. You see Bond in a kilt, you know, like chilling. Oh, wow. um, uh, uh, the v- villain is Blowfield, but he's played by Telly Savalas. Um, and it, it's great. He gets married. Like it's got all kinds of shit that most people that don't know Bond deeply are like he married, and they're like, yeah. So it's a great one. Um, but the Weird. story of him is awesome. He he they they were like, you're good, you're great. We're gonna sign you up. And his manager was like, don't do that. You'll get typecast. You'll never play anything but Bond again. So he shows up at the premiere with long, shaggy hair and a big 60s beard. And they're like, what the fuck? Where's James Bond? And he was like, yeah, man, I'm not James Bond. I'm George Lazenby. You're right. And I got to be me. And they're like, cool. Well, you got to get the fuck out. You're fired. And he lost the contract. Oh, my God. And he's since forgotten as Bond. But he's great. It was, what a, it was shitty advice yeah, from a manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, he never did anything again. Like, he was done. Ladies and gentlemen, if your um, manager ever tells you not yeah. to follow a role, uh, tell him to suck his own dick. And the sad thing is, he was great. He's beautiful. Like, he's he's he's, ama- he's like that 60s he manly belie- man. Like, is he believable? Yeah. that's, yeah. you know, often he, you get a guy who's too macho and it's like, no, all right, this guy wouldn't be all posh. He was, he's, he's the British Adam West. Okay. That's the best. He, right he, well, Australian. He was like the Australian Adam West. So he had that 60s Marlboro man cognac ad in the back of playboy gorgeous like but still right. rugged right, right. He, he he was great and okay. uh but he's just long forgotten but he connery comes back after that and then roger moore takes over but again watching them in sequential order i was like all right connery's fun because they're the first but they're cheesy right. and you got to appreciate them for that yeah they're sharknado-esque they're bad special effects and over-the-top villains right it's- but what really got me hooked in bond is i was interested in blowfield Blowfield is the main villain in the old 60s. Okay. Blowfield is who um, Dr. Evil is directly based on. Like He's uh, the main parody from Austin Powers. Uh, okay. The cat, the scar, the scar, the weird um, 
um, jumpsuit, all that straight Bullfield. Okay. And it's Donald Pleasance from the Halloween franchise, if you've seen that. Yeah. Um, Dr. Loomis, um, yeah. he, he was um, Blowfield. And so I just, I was interested in him. And several different um, people had played Blowfield. And in the first few movies, they only kind of tease him and build him up. Like, it wasn't a universe, but it's kind of Thanos in the, the Marvel Cinematic gotcha, Universe. yeah. Like, you, you hear about this one organization, and it turns out they're really working for another organization, and it's Spectre. And Spectre was really right. like this G.I. Joe Cobra kind of like cheese ball. I love those. So Connery was... F- Connor was fighting Cobra, basically. Dope. And so I liked that. And each one had a different, like, old school actor, like, um, what's the guy from Jaws? Uh, oh, the 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 old man. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. You know, the, I'll, you. I'll catch you a fish, right? It, they, oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, he, I will come to me in an hour. Um, he's he's one of like the big strong guys uh, that fights one of the the the, the bonds, and oh, okay. just to see all these cheese ball villains yeah. and watch it slowly tease Blowfield, and then he, a couple different actors played him because he got plastic surgery, so the world may never know he's still alive. Oh. And they're great, and they're cheesy. And is then, that where that stere- like where that yeah, archetype yeah, came from to yeah. like supervillains uh, changing yes, their appearance? Yeah, it was one of them, uh, but wow. it happens because they would change actors. Um, Goldfinger was great. It's got one of the best. They're about yeah. to cut him in half with a laser, just cut him right up the nuts. Yeah. And he's like, oh, do you expect me to talk? And he's like, talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. And it's just great. It's That's cheesy. That's amazing. So they're great, um, and they get a little more cheese ball, more gadgets, and I'm yeah. all for that. I love yeah. it. I love B movies. Like I'm a horrible, horrible movie fan. Like if you make a shitty movie, I love it. I okay, mean, let me throw this out here. Then, did you ever watch Birdemic? Um, that's the really bad CGI. Yeah, yeah, I know of it. I've never seen oh, it. I wouldn't call that CGI. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but yeah. I, 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 what would you call that? Because I don't know. There's a word for that. Uh, um, copy paste. I, yeah, I, don't know. I, I know of it. It's on a lot of countdowns that I see, yeah. but I've never seen it personally. Um, don't unless you're ready to just. I I don't know I I don't know the best way to recommend seeing that movie, other than being really fucked up and with other people. Okay. I love those kind of movies. That's how uh, I saw it. So no, that's yeah, yeah, that's literally like you could if you tried to watch it by yourself right. seriously like I'm interested, I want to give this movie a try, I want to see what it's about and what the filmmakers and actors brought to the screen. You're going to be so pissed off you're going to turn it off in 10 minutes. I would because those are the things I look for. Like right. I love again, you know, like thanks killing from yeah, trauma. I like anything trauma. Any of that. <laughs> and I love the Sharknado's Ghost Shark like yeah. and the worst is cuz a my favorite thing is, though, I have to say, I like Sharknado, but I see through the ruse. For me, the best shitty movies are movies that people didn't know they were shitty movies. Right. Like, if you know you're making a shitty movie, there's just something not as realistic about right. it. Right. If you make a shitty movie and the whole time you you, you are fucking Tommy Wiseau, this is a masterpiece. Yeah. This, this is the greatest bird hunting movie ever. Yeah. It will be my legacy. I love that. I love it. I just, yeah. And then you can see it, and you're like, bro, your legacy blows. Let's buy that on DVD. That is that great. That shit sucks. So I'm a huge fan of that shit. Um, one of my all-time favorites is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, so this uh, the doesn't, stuff. This, this movie doesn't have any of that. Um, I'll avoid that. No. Yeah, no. That, this is a... This is a reverse recommendation. Okay. This is an okay. anti shout out, as Jay called it. Um, anti shout out. I like that. I like that a lot. That's ever... Watch this okay. movie. They made four of these movies, oh, by the way. Do they get better? No. No. 
No. Okay. Um, they they actually they don't get worse either. They just did they get easier to appreciate? Much like by the time they realize, much like Sharknado, it's like we know who we are now. We're no. gonna stick with it. No, no, because what this was was this was a group of people genuinely trying to make what they thought was a good movie. Um, and the harder they try, the worse it gets, and it's just. I oh mean, yeah, this is the one I have seen. This it makes a lot of lists. A lot of my countdown yeah, lists. So like. This this current screen cap is a scene. I, I remember this scene. They have just been cornered in the middle of an open street in the middle of a four-way intersection. Right. They have been cornered. Okay, so I want you to... This is gonna. I'm just going to run through the situation, and then we'll unbox it. How okay, about that? Okay, that's great. So, uh, real quick, before we go forward, I just want to make sure. I, again, I have seen of it. I'm familiar. It's basically right. a bad Hitchcock Birds ripoff. Essentially, that's the, goal, the birds right? are zombie-esque, but not... Okay. Um, it's vaguely birds-ish, but Do only... we have a lab mad scientist? Uh, no, no, we have no explanation. Okay, got it. Okay. Um, until about three quarters of the way through, and then one guy out in the woods by himself knows what's going on, and then he dies because of the birds. Um, I like it. So so far, I'm already in. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, it's a novelty worth yeah. experiencing at least once if you're willing to waste the time. And um, I am. Go for it. I then. mean, I drive an hour to do this show, oh, so that'll fair. tell you yeah, my dedication to wasting time. By all means, waste yeah. waste this yeah. time. So the quick setup here: you've got the four main heroes here, two women and two men. Uh huh. Um, the balance. man and do what? I said balance. Balance. And right, I like that. Because you I like need that. an even team. Plus, that also gives you a shot that at some point they all may fuck in a cabin. Right. And, and you and want that, whether it happens or not. You want. You at least that, want to uh, think about it in the back here. Yeah. Head. See, that's I grew up with up all night. When okay, I was yeah. a kid, I don't know if you're familiar. I know you're quite a bit younger than I am. I know of. Um, USA Up All Night was this schlock fest that would happen um, on Friday and Saturdays from 11 till about 4 in the morning sometimes. Usually 2 to 4 somewhere is where it would stop. And they would show yeah. 2 to 3 either bad, shitty, uh, uh, straight to video at the time, schlocky horror movies. Yeah. Or they would show some TNA um, meatballs rip off that ended, you yeah. know, like something school, something patrol, something, right. you know, like, uh, so it was either that. So I got a lot of tits, a lot of almost bush, a lot of wacky hijinks, a lot, a lot of, of and a lot. Of, yeah. So that, that's what I grew up with and I loved it. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I, I learned to love again, the stuff and attack of the killer tomatoes and Saturday the 14th and these just bad, uh, you know, sorority babes, the slime ball, bolorama. <laughs> right. Love it. It's one of my all time favorite. And I love this shit. So I would appreciate this because I, that's where I got my love of it. I would stay up all night at my grandma's, um, and I would just watch this shit unmercifully because I was a weird kid. So this is obviously heavily influenced by that. The got person it. who yeah. wrote and made this movie obviously grew up watching the same things um, because all of those elements are here. So like you've it. got your group of survivors trying their best to fight through to safe haven. Got it. Um, currently, the scene we're seeing is they are escaping down an open road with no traffic. Shouldn't be any hard to get away. Right. In the middle of the day. Got it. Um, they have been cornered at a four-way in intersection. Got out in the open. Right. At a four-way intersection. Currently using what appears to be a hammer, an empty hand, a flower, and a newspaper. They are fighting off a single one bird. Yeah. Yeah. With two in the background on their way. Coming so, in, so we yeah. could be we could be three to four here shortly. So yeah, we're still but, outnumbering, even if reinforcements arrive. Right, got it. But at the moment, just the one actively engaged. And you know what I really want? 
I want the unedited piece of this film where those guys are just waving at nothing. In the middle right? of a street somewhere. Even as somewhere. bad as these birds are, they're there. And right. it lends some, some some suspension of disbelief. I want to see the just unedited the footage of just these four retards <laughs> just waving around like, like somebody had farted and they're just trying to get rid of it. That's what I want. <laughs> so anyway. That's what I want. The uh, whole movie proceeds from there until we get the explanation of what happened, which is essentially... Um, a very heavy-handed global warming. Mm-hmm. Leftist propaganda. I, 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 I just, I'm, I'll go ahead and say here, I, this this globalist, left-wing, liberal bird propaganda. They're trying to turn the frogs I just, I just, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've got I've got supplements on my website where that'll keep these birds at bay. It's it's made from a, a special mineral that uh, my, my, my friends over the FBI tell me that uh, you can only find it in uh, some comets and, and some blueberries. <laughs> uh, but that will... Um, that will keep the birds at bay, is what that will. That was a Tex Redford, ladies and gentlemen. He popped into the studio for a minute. That's uh, Alex Foams. Uh, Alex Foams, oh, excuse he's, me. He's a, a puppet friend they, of ours. They that sound pops a lot up. alike. Yeah, uh, that's Alex Foams from Alex PuppetWars.com. Okay. Puppet Wars, okay, I'll yeah. have to check that out. Yeah, he, um, he does some promo work for he us. He sounds from time like to he's time. got a lot of really good ideas. Um, I feel like if he shouted them a little louder, he might sell me on yeah, it. Yeah, that's what that's that's yeah. his goal. That's uh, his goal is to shout as loud. I'm really as he interested. Can. I'm intrigued by those supplements. Uh, yeah, you'll yeah. have to check out the yeah, website puppetwars.com. Yeah. Puppetwars.com, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Puppetwars.com. Yeah, you'll have to hunt for some Alex Foams. We want to do more. We want to yeah, bring more. We'll it's to. something we did for uh, uh, uh the funny as Lander uh, okay. show that we did back in May, April four twenty. April four twenty. That's oh, right. right. We did our four twenty show, right and uh, I I love puppetry. Wasn't that about the same time that all that shit was going down with real life guy? Real life? Yeah, no, a little. So a little after the beginning of it, it was in the middle. So it was okay. a little after it started. It was way before the shit really hit the fan. Oh, okay. And it, it, was, like, it, was, it was way before the, the alleged tranny porn. Uh, oh, okay. So we uh, hadn't even great. hit that yet. Oh, that no, 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 no. We oh were post, post-divorce post proceedings, but okay. um, pre-YouTube banning. Gotcha. So what what was the a reason, I guess, for him getting banned? I never did hear an official just that he was. I didn't either. I know it... Um, I know it was the um, the Sandy Hook yeah, uh, was a big one because um, okay. they basically well, yeah, I mean, they that's... they didn't they didn't come out and say hate speech but they basically tried to lump it in with hate speech laws and yeah. and basically they said they broke the um, the content rules on the websites and again those are private companies do whatever the fuck they yeah, want yeah, they don't I mean, like your video and people people bitch you go that's censorship no it's nope. not. We went nope. through the same thing. When I was in school, I learned this. I think high school, I reckon. Madonna came out with Justify My Love, which is uh, not far off from softcore porn, if you remember. Yeah, no, not really. I mean, it, um, yeah. it was played one time on ABC Nightly News, I think, and maybe one time on MTV or something stupid. Um, MTV went, nope, 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 yeah, they and were, banned it. And that was a big, because that was, that was new. That had never really happened. I don't think MTV um, had ever said no to a no, song No, that was big, a Madonna-level song. And so um, being that big... Sorry, thought I was going to sneeze. Uh, being that big, um, MTV said no, and there was a huge controversy. And everybody was like, censorship, censorship. And they were like, no, no, you can find it on other platforms. At yeah. the time, there wasn't. But if somebody else wanted it, you could. MTV just said, we're not going to play it. And there was a big controversy. Yeah. And I, even in high school, I went, no, no, they're right. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and so that's my thing here. I love Alex Jones. I am 
I love him ironically and unironically. I, do. I really do. I'm a big fan. I don't believe anything um, he says, but no, no I no, no, love no. listening but to him. But I think I think politically he and I are probably very similar. Um because I'm 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 pretty right wing conservative. Right. And I think he is too. I just think he exaggerates it to a retarded level for humor and, and publicity. So during his trial stuff, he did say that like it was a character. That it was yeah. a character. And I, and I do buy that. I mean, you look at you look at people like Stephen Colbert who does not yep. for a second nope. take it that extreme. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Seth that's how Myers. I labeled it. Yep. Seth Myers even. Yep. Um they're all characters even if they're of themselves. Um the I think the problem comes in whether it's a character or not is what right. you're doing, your intent. If you're being a detriment to the public discourse that's when you start having a problem. I don't. I don't care if you're right wing or left wing. You have I your right. I, I will. Me. I have my right to discuss why I think you're right or wrong about your opinion. Agreed. Just like you have the same to think about mine. Agreed. And we can be civil at the same yeah, time. But when you start using it to incite hate or oh, I agree. I disseminate agree. truly harmfully false information the way he was, I think that's when you start having a problem. Um, and you have it on the left, too. It's Oh, yeah. Oh, I agreed. I agreed. To, and people, people think I'm an idiot move. for it. But it, for me, um, I, I've mentioned this many times. As a comedian, most are very left liberal. I'm, I'm yeah. quite the token. Yeah, no, you are the... Yeah, you know, and I, I've, I've had it for years. Um, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. But here's the thing. I don't care if you are or not. That's your right. business. You are more than just a collection of your 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 belief choices. You are somebody that I agree with on some things that I right. enjoy being around. And so, whether you believe what I believe or not is is up to you. You don't try and you know convince me to change my ways. I won't. You, if the conversation comes up, we'll discuss it. We'll bat right. ideas back, and we may go, "Hey, I never thought about it like that. That's pretty right. cool." So for me. Um, I'm that way in general. Um, my friends typically give me a lot of props. Other comics give me a lot of props for being um, a Christian who doesn't Bible beat. Don't judge. Um, you, I don't, you know, discuss it. Oh, because for me, well, the think- problem with anything, if you like comic books, Xbox, whatever, if it's the only fucking thing you ever talk about, you're an asshole. Yeah. And even if that thing is Jesus, who I like too, you're, you're an, an asshole. asshole. And um, I think that's what most people yeah. miss. Yeah. If, if every word, if you have a conversation, hey, man, I like cheeseburgers. You know, Jesus likes cheeseburgers. You're a dick, Shut dude. Up. And they're fandoms. Yeah. And I, I hate, I think it's funny to refer to your religion as a fandom, but, th- but it, it works. Is. It is. They're fandoms for everything that yeah. people are dicks about because they won't shut the fuck up about. Well, you know, we hear, we, what was it? The, the Star Wars community recently had a lot of flack on them for the whole making uh yeah her, drive, driving her off Twitter and making George Lucas not want to film anymore, et cetera, et cetera. Um so stupid. So here, stupid. Here here's the thing with that. Um I get it. I totally get the feelings of dude, I cannot there are so many people while yes, this group is being positive, there's so many being negative towards me for an arbitrary reason yeah. out of my hands. Yeah. I'm not going to be on social media because I can't take that. I no, get that. I respect that. But the George Lucas, I'm not going to film anymore. Um, and and this is me. The, and I've never been a director. I've never had a pet project that I'm right. working on that I've spent, however, you know, what, 40-something years now building a franchise around. Um, but personally, it, it there's a very real, like, fuck you. Yeah. That I feel like would have yeah. to come around. Like you don't like the fact that 
Star Wars 7 doesn't have Jar Jar? Get the fuck out, then. Here's here's the funny thing to me. It's like, I'm going to stop directing. Well, when were you last directing, bro? Yeah, like, when were you like, on I mean, this? like, that sort of reminds Where, me of... Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Nate Bargetsy? No. You should make yourself. Oh, Brilliant yeah. comedian. And he's very kind of just down-to-earth, uh, you know, uh, funny stuff. But um, he has a, a thing where he says, like, I, I, I couldn't quit comedy now if I had to. He was like, there's nobody to quit, too. He was like, I can't call it Bill Cosby and be like, I'm not coming in today. And so uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, 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 that's kind of the, the, the director who doesn't make movies anymore quitting. It's like, yeah. you, you got nobody to call it. No, nobody you, does anything you for telling? you anyway. Um, but so you know me through my, my work. I am a diehard Star Wars fan. Yeah. An OG. I've been there since 77. Every single movie with, I'm afraid, one exception. In the theater, first run, I was there, right? Every one of them. Which which one's the exception? Solo. I still have not seen it. Uh, Uh, I've heard very good things about it. uh, Um, I'm dying to see it. I just have not. If we're being honest, Uh I'm not a Star Wars fan. It's okay. My wife isn't either. And I I still love her. I have seen most of them. I have seen the original trilogy and the uh, second trilogy um, from when I was a kid. uh, I I don't hate people who who don't. I just do. I love it. It's my thing. It's high fantasy, but in space. And if we're going to go space, um, I'm a sci-fi kid. I want my Star Trek. Yeah, that's fair. My wife's a Trekkie. You've heard the joke, obviously. Yeah. And and to me, none of that's real. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't Um, I do like the new movies, Star Trek. I like the Abrams. Those are good. Well, and, and you've heard me. I mean, I riff on yeah, both of them. Yeah. And I just, for me, I loved Star Wars. There was something about it. I fell in love as a yeah. kid. I've been through, I waited for Empire to come out. You know, right. and for only a certain generation do we remember what's, the, and, and that was a whole thing. Right. And so to to grow up with them is quite different. My wife doesn't like them. I don't force it on her like religion. Right. You know, again, right. I, I, Han Solo is like Jesus. If you don't like him, that's cool. I love them both. There's a picture hanging in my bathroom of each one. Right. Um and you do so, your you do your ten hail marys yeah, exactly. and your five uh, uh, millennium falcons. That's right. That's right. So I grew up loving it. Um, and you know what? I like them all. Uh, oh, I do yeah. even the good, the bad, and the ugly. I, I think I'm going to still like Solo. I have still hierarchy. There's some right. I like more than others, but my because uh, people give me shit for liking the prequels. And so, oh, okay. uh, especially of my generation, I'm supposed to have them destroy my childhood. I'm supposed to rant and cry. Um, they're supposed to be everything I hate, and they're capitalism at their worst. That's what's supposed to happen. I don't understand the thinking behind that mentality around I don't them. either. Um, because I've only ever grown up with prequels and right. remakes. Um, right. the, the, the woes of the millennial. Um, creativity like died that. when I was a kid. We've only ever had yeah. remakes and sequels and prequels. And that's so, still okay if done well. Yeah. If they're done well, it can be very nice to have. So I'm, I'm just, I'm curious why there would be an issue surrounding prequels, especially considering this is probably one of the most sought after movie franchises ever. I don't know either. So for me, I had waited 30 years or some odd, you know, some not 30 yeah. years. So it was, I had waited for this forever. It was my dream. Right. Um, they're, they're of a different time. It was uh, a long time apart. So things do change. Your views on things change. But I think, and I've said this all along, they were with two exceptions. I think if two changes were made in them, they would not be the laughing stock they are now. But I think they're every bit as good as they could have been for what they had to be for the thing that was set before them for them to keep up with. I think I, I think okay. for everything they had to meet, 
they could not have been any better. And I, I think you. you can bitch and whine and hipster it, or you can enjoy it for what it is. But my two things, I think two things would have changed everything. Number one, fuck your goddamn quasi-racist accents. Go back to made-up languages and subtitles. Think about the differences in the two trilogies. And the new trilogies have went back, so they've learned from this. They've actually learned from both of this a little, but from that especially. Look at the original. Job of the Hutt, and it's subtitled at the bottom. Bib Fortuna, you know, all of them have the different accents, and everybody except Chewie and Ewoks are subtitled. Nia Nub is flying the Falcon with Lando, you know, and it's subtitled. Look at the new ones. Uh, We're happy to meet you, Jedi, here in the, you know, like it's the bad Japanese. You've got the Watos, the bad European Jew. You've got uh, the shitty Caribbean with the Misa Jaja. Like, so that's very different. yeah. Right? Secondly, ditch the CGI, put a dude in the suit. That's a big difference. Right. Look at Jar Jar specifically. All the goofy shit that people hate, the tripping, the tongue in the couldn't have been done or wouldn't have been done with a practical effect. So you ditch the quasi accent, ditch the fucking CGI, get the puppet. Now picture those three movies in your head. How much better are they than what they are in reality? A lot better. Yeah, Those that's two huge... things take away the laughing stock, and I've said this for years. Well, and they've learned it. I mean, they yeah. had. Um, I can't. The new one, the CGI is a thousand times better. Yeah, Donnie um, Yen um, yeah. was in it, and yeah. they didn't. No, they didn't touch Fuck race it. at all. Yeah, uh, fucking Simon Pegg looks amazing. Oh my god, yeah, like just fucking fantastic. Can we just, can we just acknowledge that Simon Pegg is blowing the fuck up? It yeah. took him some. He made like. 10 movies before he got like made do you go back to like the spaced era oh i love space I'm, yes I, I, oh again God. only familiar through countdowns okay, never watched yeah. it i so, know of it but so spaced was a really interesting show because it was um pseudo biographical or pseudo autobiographical am i incorrect in considering it a british jay and silent bob yes i'm wrong yeah. Okay. Because it seems I mean, to be there that, are elements. It seems to be that every day. Because doesn't he work in a comic book shop? Yeah. So it yeah. seems to be that every day retail clerk nerd well, minutia. We, we see the comic book store twice in the show. Oh really? It's it's truly about okay. them living together in the apartment. And so the whole premise is well, that's the buddy comedy about everyday minutia. That's yeah, the Jay and yeah, Silent Bob that yeah. I'm referring to. Clerks. Yes. It's very clerks. British oh, clerks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's got and that I, feel. I love too. clerks. Love yeah. Kevin Smith. Um, clerks changed my life. Took me a while. Cler- I, so I have been a retail employee, which you are as well. Yeah. We should talk about that later. Yeah. I'm very interested to talk about you with your retail uh, work. But anyway. Oh, yeah. We can, uh, uh, retail we can for 25 years. Oh. I have been a clerk. I'm only at 10. I so. recently I recently changed jobs. I'm not retail anymore, but I'm still customer service. But okay. I've been a clerk my whole life. Yeah. And I used to think I was a Dante. And then I watched okay. Clerks. And I was under a bright epiphany that I'm really a Randall. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't my, that the saddest wake-up call to ever have? No. My life changed. Um, I really did just look at it because I went, yeah, fuck it. I can do this. This is yeah. a job, and I'm good at this. Yeah. And I guess it's that even when you're not a comedian, which, again, I really want to get into in our second half yeah. about your, your comic journey. So um, this uh, was, was one of those things you said to me the other day that when you're a comic, you've always kind of been a comic. Yeah. And so I was always kind of a comic. Um, I've always been 
the class clown to a point. I've yeah. always been the wise, sassy, wit cracking yeah. sitcom sidekick kid. I've the always jackass. been jackass. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, in my in, in my it. day, I finally went. This pays my rent. I'm really yeah. good at this. I can have fun. And so I really, I would fuck with customers. Like I, my favorite thing in the world to do would be for, I love feigned disgust. Yes. To, to pretend to be mad for no reason is one of my favorite funniest things in the world. Um, my wife, she's pretty much over it. She hates it. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. for years, like she would say something. We would be sitting there watching a movie, yeah. haven't spoken in two hours. She would gently lean over and ask me to go get her something to drink. And I would turn and go, what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you always talking? Jeez, can we not just watch What's a happening? fucking movie and like go through this rant? And she's sitting there like, I hate it when you do this. Yeah. Because I think it's hilarious. See, I will pull versions of that on yeah. Georgia and she'll like, she'll worry. She'll be like, oh my God, what'd I do? Um, Lindsay has pretty much just figured out like you're retarded. My kids though have not figured it out. My oh, kids, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I had to have the talk with my son, and not the sex talk. I had to explain to him, Daddy's not really an asshole. Oh, Daddy yeah. just thinks this is funny. Yeah, which kind and, of is still Daddy's an asshole. Yeah, and but. so he he's tried to do it a couple times, and he he's starting. He's nine, and he's starting to get like his own wit, and it's kind oh, of oh okay, yeah. He's starting um, to learn his sense of humor. It's really bad. It's really yeah. really bad. We'll give him a while. Um, he's it, nine. It, it bounces back and forth. Uh, it was dad jokes for a long time, which I support. Again, yeah, B right movie. Um, if you're new to the show, oh, which a I, good dad joke. Yeah, oh. uh, if you're new to the show, um, and again, as we get to know each other, you'll discover. I love the cheese, the cheesier yeah. anything. Dude, you want to throw me out some disco? Let's disco. I love oh, yeah. disco. I'm a big guilty pleasure guy. Oh, bro, yeah. Bro country. I like some bro country, right? Yeah, I, I hate myself for it. It's the B movie of yeah. country music, but I love it. Yeah. Um, pop music. Fucking give me oh, some yeah. Ariana top Grande. Top 40 is top 40 for a reason. Dude, I'm not going to tell you how many times I've fucked the Selena Gomez songs because <laughs> I think they're great, right? Uh, I'm going to wear that dress you like just right. Mm, mm -hmm. I'm in. So I love the cheese, and to me, um, that's that's cheese, and I, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, um, so that's why I've kind of fallen in love with like pop punk and ska is because yeah, it's, it's fun. the cheesy. It really is fun of like pop uh, rock music. So I like dad jokes. Yeah, yeah, dad jokes are in that same vein of taste. Yeah. So when he came out with the dad jokes, I was all about it. Now his new thing, I do not get at all. His new thing is. Some Andy Kaufman level brilliance, or some just crazy stupid. So here's a good example: we okay. we order pizzas, and anybody with a family, Terry, you you have a stepdaughter and a mm -hmm. Andy, a little one on the way. Yes, that's correct. Right. <laughs> um, to, uh, Jared, do you have kids? I do not. Do not. Okay. Uh, uh, been around kids, nieces, I, nephews. Yeah, I have a niece. Okay. Yeah. Then you've seen this procedure go down. We order pizza for the family. Yeah. Everybody orders what they want. We in our house, we can typically do with one pepperoni, sometimes with black olives. Fuck it. Sometimes we just put black olives from the fridge on it. Yeah. And one supreme for mommy and daddy. Everybody lines up with their little paper plates. Here's your two pieces of pepperoni, and you head out. Go get a drink. Right. Here's your two pieces of pepperoni. You go get. Oh, you want a breadstick, and you go and right, and then mommy and daddy go. So that's right. how it works. So we're getting pizza. I've got the thing. We take care of Sissy. She goes on about her way. My son comes up with his plate. I take the pizza. I put it on his plate. And he looks at me and goes, where's the pizza? What happened to the pizza? 
oh my God, where's my pizza? And he looks down at the plate, like in this Jerry Lewis, and he's like, where's my pizza? And he just wanders off, and I can hear him going up the stairs going, it was right here, where did it go? <laughs> what in the hell? And I just looked at my wife, and I went, I don't think I like that. No, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I don't I, get it. I, again, A for effort. Yeah, no. The, the, the oomph you've put into this. He almost, he almost pissed me off with it one day. We'd gone to this picnic, and we're coming home. And again, anybody with kids knows this procedure. You stop at the gas station. All right, we're getting a drink. What do you want? Mommy, you want a Coke? All right, I'm going to get a Dr. Pepper. All right, you, I'll get bug juice. All right, you want a Dr. Pepper? Cool. And I, I go yeah. in and get it. They sit their ass in the car. I come back. I'm, I'm I'm a little high, you know. We've had a beer there, uh, so we're heading out, and I'm in traffic, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to watch everything. You know that moment you're yeah, pulling right, out, right, you're right. a little extra, boom, 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 yeah, looking around, watching traffic, pulling out, making sure everybody's good to go. It's that first no scene doors are flying order, open, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah and either. all of a sudden he we've all got snacks and he's like oh my god this what is this this tastes awful and i was like what is it buddy and so i start to think oh my god like has he got something wrong is it moldy I, I like super paranoid or, dad because yeah. i I'm, I'm a paranoid patty yeah, uh, i'm super uh uh girly about everything i'm always like what I, huh? I worry. Huh? I'm, huh? Huh? and so i'm panicking because he won't answer me and my wife finally reaches around and gives him the, the mom slap with the back of the head and goes he's just being a moron he's chewing on a plastic bag oh my god and i was like son of a bitch you I idiot I, I, yeah i'm panicking and i was like i really don't like this i don't yeah, know what I this don't, is. I don't really so i don't know this. what this andy kaufman uh fucking <laughs> improv thing i think uh, you is. i think you might have the next improv wizard <laughs> that pizza bit was great that, that pizza <laughs> bit where's my pizza <laughs> I just, I really did. I just, I kind of imagined this like nine year old Jerry Seinfeld. And he just kept, yeah. like, I could hear him going up the stairs, like, doing it to nobody. There's nobody in the hall. Like, he's got he, no audience. He's, he's, he's doing it for yeah, him. No, no, he's selling it like off stage. Like, I mean, he his follow through is brilliant. That's uh, and I was like, all right, yeah, I, I, I get the effort. I just don't, I don't think this is for me. I wouldn't watch this in Netflix special, bro. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. So, so obviously I'm early in, but Georgia and I do talk about like, this is, I've chosen, this is my career path. The goal is to, in some capacity, do comedy forever, Right. which means my children, our children will have a comedian father. Yeah. Um, and you watch the documentaries about any given comedian and their kids. Kids talk about what it's like growing up with them. Right. Um, I worry. I'm just um, I worry like so he, here's here's what it's I've had for me my son's nine my daughter's five they know I go to shows so I tell them daddy's got to go to a show it doesn't really mean anything to my daughter I think I might as well be going to work she doesn't think yeah, about it I mean that's essentially um buddy knows Silas knows that I'm a comedian and he like gets it I think on some level he doesn't necessarily like by his age I was already watching stand-up comedy right. he's not I um, don't well it's not it's weird how things are more accessible to kids now but Things like that are still not. As yeah, he accessible. doesn't. He doesn't. He he. His big version of comedy is YouTube, um, like Jack Septicai and and uh, 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 those kind of YouTube video game things. And his new thing too is um, Hacker and Illuminati. Okay, nice. he, I was I was playing some GTA online, and he watched me take just like I came out, and the guy just popped me in the head. It was a perfect headshot, and he was like, "Oh, hacker, that's a hacker, <laughs> oh, oh hacker, oh, yeah. oh, yes. oh, oh hacker." And again, he he doesn't know his his funny yet, so he overdoes it. Yeah, um, and then one time, I don't know where we were, but oh, I, we were at the grocery store. 
And it was one of those displays where they spell shit out. Like they'll do like UT and like Bud Light and Bud mm. Cans. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. just do like a little, uh, what do they call it? A collage in yeah, some form of whatever. product. And he walked by and he was like, oh my God, dad, look at that. That is Illuminati. You know, <laughs> just like some little miniature Alex Jones. And I was just like, and then he looks at me and goes, what's Illuminati? And I was oh, like, yeah. I, I can't even. If ex- you don't know what it is, you can't claim that's it. <laughs> yeah. You cannot claim that is it. You that can't. Is, if you don't know, don't shout yeah, it out. He is absolutely a nut. Because uh, onto something. Yeah, I like yeah. It. I, I think yeah. he's going to be funny, uh, but I just don't know when, and I don't know uh, how. Like if he's going to follow through. If he's going to decide to do right, because by his age, I already knew I wanted to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. My mom. It was a lifelong dream for me that I I finally followed up on it at about thirty seven. Um, my <laughs> That's mom. That's interesting. Yeah, I caught on real late. I didn't See, start it, doing comedy until I was so about thirty seven. It's so weird to hear from all these people who are like, "Oh, I knew I wanted to do it." Like, because I watched recently the uh, the new HBO Robin Williams documentary. Okay, not and, a huge fan. And like, it's it was being shot as a semi-autobiographical piece when he was okay. still alive and then it was canceled for a while and was done as a tribute piece later um so it has some footage from him cool. early in life and some fam like some uh, did it mention him being a joke thief uh, no. you know he's famous for being a joke thief yeah. no yeah. yeah wow yeah and his excuse was always like i was probably just so coked up i didn't notice but yeah, he's famous for being a joke huh. thief back in the day. But people still forgave him and loved him anyway. Well, I mean, uh, this was this was pre Mencia Rogan um, yeah. exposure level. Yeah, um, real comics were just like, "God damn it, Robin!" And he's like, "Oh, sorry, <laughs> oh, my <laughs> I mean, bad." Yeah, and uh, I'm not and a big fan. Not because of that. I I'm just not I'm not a, a huge, big fan. Yeah, I'm not a huge Robin Williams fan. I respect uh, a lot yeah. of what he did. Appreciated. Yeah. Um, I like his some movies. His style is very close to my style. I in like a lot some of ways. movies. I don't like. Um, this. You think? Okay, is that intentional? No. Okay, because I don't see it. What so it, you're not going to be offended if I tell you I don't see it. No, okay, no. Because I don't see it. Um, there is a very real, like, Robin had a lot of things I strive for in his acts. Um, and especially in his <laughs> Is movies. one of those sweat and Hawaiian print shirts. It's the Hawaiian print. It's, oh, I love well, Hawaiian print shirts. Well, so I what it is, plenty. if we're being honest, it's two things um, that it really boils down to. And it's and it's across movies and stand-up. I have not seen okay. a whole lot of his stand-up. It's okay. It's, it's fine. It's super energetic. There's which a is reason a bit much I haven't seen a whole lot of it. I've seen some. Yeah, it's it's a little. I get the too idea. Much. Yeah, um, it's coked. Yeah, yeah. it's coked up. Yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to always wanted to be able to channel that Robin seemed to instinctively be able to do was balls to the wall. Yeah. It, okay. He would commit. Even he had a set that I watched on YouTube. It was ten minutes. It was not funny. It, <laughs> the audience did not feel it. Like it was objectively like good material. It was just he did not deliver it well. The audience wasn't jiving what, with it. What's the era? Where are we in his life? Is this like early suspenders was, and Hawaiian print shirt? Yeah, Is this, this older was, man. This post was pre Mork and Mindy. Adams? This oh, was okay, pre Mork okay. and Mindy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty awful. That's yeah. joke thief era. That's yeah, joke thief era. Yeah, so he's still testing out his style. Okay. And he had a particularly rough night. I can give night. props for that era of your career not being on your game. Yeah. I So he has a night where he's not particularly on. And the audience feels it and isn't jiving. And he sells it a hundred times harder than he would if he was having a good night. And it just keeps going. Just, just like nothing. Doubles down. Yeah. I love that. I want to be able to do that. There, There are times where I'll be killing it. And I can't totally commit. So there's that. And he has, and then the energy, the ability to just bounce. Yeah. 
Um, I wish I had some of that. Uh, but other than that, Robin was, with no re- disrespect to his career or his work, um, he was fine. Yeah. He's not uh, he's my okay. style. He, I don't hate him. I, I just don't love him, love him. I get um, real I picky about my comedy. So. so so we have some some things later. I told you we do a yeah. little countdown at the end, and that, that that includes a top five we'll get to that I customize oh, for a yeah, person. Right but as a comic, typically people always go, who's your favorite comic? And I don't like to do that because I'm a mix. What I always think of is my holy trinity. Oh, okay. Who is your holy trinity? What's the three? Who's your holy trinity of comedy? Ooh. For me, okay, so I'll go ahead and give you. For me, it was yeah. George Carlin. Okay. Carlin was the first thing my mom introduced me to. I was about five. I was far too young to be introduced to Carlin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's back when to get comedy. Well, um, now, where in Carlin? Because... Oh, so very early. Uh, for um, um, for me, in the 80s, at the time, I would have started watching. I, I was a Bobby Hill. That's me as a kid. Uh, okay. King Hill. I'm Bobby yeah. Hill. Straight Bobby Hill. I, I have heard Bobby Hill shit say shit I said as a kid. Like, I was straight Bobby <laughs> Hill. My parents are Hank and, and Peggy. My okay. mom was a substitute teacher who teached at my school. Uh, my dad is the every man who can do everything and has every tool and doesn't want to talk about anything. And, yep, that's mm-hmm. right. That kid's not right. So that was my dad. Yeah. I swear to God. And my mom, uh, in a very Peggy Hill move, thinks everything's about her. If I receive a compliment, it's because she raised me right and she's right. you're welcome for it. Like, that as is, any good that's Southern how she so she, they are Hank and Peggy. I am Bobby Hill. About five, I was probably about five. Um, that would have been eighty one ish. So back then, the the TV boom for comedy hadn't happened. The only place you could really get comedy um, uh, to the the masses was HBO or if you had Showtime. They showed, oh, okay, yeah. And and Carlin had a special on every year. And so this right. was like early. Um, past the seventies with the seven so dirty words. He's already perfected the seven dirty. I was going to say he's already is... the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Okay. So he was my first influence, and then from there I watched all of the seventy, all the specials that were on every time they come on. And so I got introduced to the, again Stephen Wright mm. and Bobcat Goldwaith oh, and all these yeah. other comics. Then the late eighties boom happened where it was VH1, MTV, Comedy Central, stand up comedy. NBC would have yeah. like a clean cut one on Saturday oh, nights. Yeah, the... Every bar had a brick wall corner and a microphone and a stool and so it was everywhere and then now it's the youtube era where again you can look up anything everything everywhere dry bar comedy is the big one so i grew up in the hbo showtime you know occasionally on a vhs was it that's where i grew up and so my mom introduced me to carlin but when i should have not have been introduced to carlin loved it Again, begin to develop other things. Prior, we watched Eddie Pryor or Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor. Oh yeah, great so that's guys. when I grew up. And then I went through the bar comedy and then into the the internet comedy. Okay. So for me, Carlin's number one, biggest influence ever. Um, on 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 my way of thinking, Carlin influenced just um me as me. He he influenced how I look at shit right. and how I perceive the world. Probably more than my parents, in all honesty. So George Carlin, Greg Giraldo. I love Geraldo. Okay. Um, are you familiar? I, I've seen, I th- it seems like he's one of those guys mm. I've seen clips of. I've never seen a whole special. Should. Um, a Good Day to Cross a River is brilliant. Okay. Greg Geraldo has this machine gun. Uh, he was a Harvard educated lawyer before oh, he became awesome. a comedian. So he's yeah. brilliant. And he has this just, I hope people hear it in my comedy, but this like gruff, Almost, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a um, a chain of thought, uh, uh, stream of consciousness. Oh, okay. Um, a delivery, just this machine gunny, boom, 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 nice. punchline after punchline. Um, and and he's just got this sharp wit, very Carlin esque. Mm. And then the third for me is Chad Daniels. Okay. Who's a uh, a comic that's of the three, the only one still alive. That should be the household name 
I've heard, I've mentioned him on the show a thousand times, Terry will tell you. Um, he is fantastic. He's dry, and he does this really twisted take on the wife and kid joke. He's okay. brilliant. He's, um, he has this ability, though, that I want. You mentioned what you wanted from Williams. What I would like to have from Chad Daniels, he has this ability to do a crowd work that's written in the joke but seems still natural. He'll hmm. tell a joke, and then he will be like, see, hear what's happening in the audience right now. Choices are being made, right? Half of you are booing. I hear you. It's okay. And so he addresses crowd work in a very not, hey, what town are you from? What do you do? Yeah. And so it's brilliant. And, and and he controls the groans and the boos just in a way I, 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 I cannot fathom. That's awesome. Yeah, you should check yeah. him out. But Geraldo, Carlin, um, Daniels, that's my holy trinity. I, what about you? I definitely still suffer with crowd work. That's something I, uh, I strive to work on. Um, we're both blessed and a little unlucky in the Knoxville scene with comedy. We don't get a whole lot of hecklers. So... Which is great. Don't ever heckle comedians. If you go to a comedy show and you're listening right now, don't ever heckle the comedians. We hate it. It's annoying. Don't do it, please. Um, but if it happens, we'll practice on you. Um, so, with that have, said... Have my, you ever had him? Uh, a couple of times. And generally what I do is I just acknowledge and shut it down. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. And then move on. Um we had a good moment at Sassy's I, uh, one night. Oh, really? See the yeah. crowds right in your face there, which yeah. that's all other story. We're not going to get into yeah, it, no. but just real quick, okay. RIP Sassy's, it yeah. was my favorite mic. It, anybody listening who doesn't know local comedy, this means nothing. One of our favorite venues for yeah. local comedy is shutting down. And I'm very sad because it was the first place that I quote unquote killed. Like yeah. I, I felt I hit every mark. I walked yeah. away feeling it was the first time that I didn't have any regrets looking back. Yeah. As I walk off stage, the then host catches me and says, hey, you want to come back and feature? You were great. And yeah. I, I like I, I came. Like I was like, oh, oh that's oh, it. No. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Jizzed in and my so, pants. Yeah, I, yeah. Jizzed in my pants. Yeah, that's how it was. Yeah. And I, I loved it. Back then, what was great, again, for those of you listening, doesn't make any difference. As a commie, as a comedian, venue makes a difference. Some yeah. venues have a stage. Some venues have a fucking apple box you're standing on. Some yeah. venues just have a corner they put you in. And so you're, you're on the same level with tables. And yeah. all of those make a difference. And this particular place was no stage. You just had an, a balcony above you and, and, and a flat right to the audience, right to the bar. Yeah. It was small. It was intimate. It yeah, was smoky. Nice. It had been a whorehouse for years before get... any of us were ever born. <laughs> yeah. So it had this vibe. And it, had, and it just had this great, um, um, just, I don't know, there it had the right ickiness a bar should have. Yeah. And so without was, being yeah. like, I don't want to touch it. Exactly. It just had this scent, this musk, this vibe. And and I loved it for everything it was. And when I started going, the front table was where the host would sit. And he would have an iPad turned towards you so you, you could um, see your time. You had a clock. Oh, okay. It was brilliant. It, it actually, to be honest, taught me a lot. Yeah. I learned... How to, and, and again, for people that aren't comedians, they don't know, you're allotted so many minutes, yeah. and you have to get so many jokes, and they have to be right, so you have to learn the skill of knowing this joke is one minute, yeah. this joke is two minutes, there'll be a small laughter break, so writing that set, a musician understands, because a musician is yeah. allotted an hour, two hours, and has to figure out how many songs to work in there, how, right. what songs are they going to applaud, where am I going to talk about, so comedians right. have the same thing. 
at at Sassy's, they had the iPad sitting there. So I learned the beat. I learned um, how to, and now I'm really good at it. And yeah. that's not an arrogant thing, but we no, all yeah, have that's... different areas we're better in at, right? Crowd right, work. Yeah. For me, one of the things that I learned early, and I'm very proud of my ability to do, is go, you got what, seven minutes? Cool. And, and, and see the light. I, I run the light. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I no, yeah. rarely do it. It and happens. typically when I do it, it's with that one time that I'm, I had it all wrote out. And I went, oh, yeah. Here's a side story I wasn't planning to tell. <laughs> right. Fucks me up every time. Um, but uh, it's an ability I learned from Sassy's, being able to watch the clock and yeah. literally see what you were And I loved it. I thought it was great. It was fantastic. So. Oh, awesome. Um, and we want to get into your um, comic uh, uh, entry and rise. Um, I think we're going to take a quick break, yeah. get a pee in. You have been a fantastic guest. Jay Thank was so right. Much. I love you. Um, I have been wanting to get to know you. And so that's oh. what, I, what I want to, to have different people come in, tell their story. And you have been an awesome guest here on Debbie Radio. But we're going to take a quick break, um, let everybody do their thing, and we'll be right back uh, with Jared Pierce uh, in the studio with Mr. Terry Snow. And I believe we have uh, the lovely, fabulous Thunderbirds to take us out again. Oh, yeah. That'd be Radio Stage Diver Network. Greetings and salutations, sports fans all around the world. We've got ourselves a new sports podcast coming at you here on the Stage Diver Radio Network, and it's called Modern Day Gladiators. And we're talking sports. We're talking pro wrestling. We're going to be smart, funny, authentic. I hope you guys enjoy it. And it's hosted by me, Michael Shibley, the man in the arena, coming at you here on the Stage Diver Radio Network. I'm a war horse. I keep going. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Thank you for joining us again here on Deadbeat Radio, Stage Diver Network. Uh, we're hanging out, chilling with uh, my man, Jared Pierce. Hey. And, of course, we've always got Mr. Terry Snow. What's up? Uh, we uh, had a blast last uh, weekend at CreepyCon. It was absolutely fantastic. So thank you very much to everybody who put that on for including Stage Diver Network. And, again, um, you know, if you're a podcast fan, we always encourage you, if this is the only one you listen to, all four of you. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Terry. By the way, we went up from three to four. Oh yeah, I've yeah heard. we've got yeah. uh, we've got Elijah Alley. I need to give a big shout out to him. Shout out. Uh, he recognized my name in a Facebook post <laughs> and name dropped the podcast and said he was a fan. And uh, so I verbally sucked his dick there for a while and told him how much I loved him. And I do. I really, I really do. I love the fans. When people come up to me after a show, uh, you know, a great set, go, man, I really love what you did. I love it. And so I want oh, yeah. people to listen to the show. I want people to love the show. That's why again. 
anybody who who does typically reach out to me, um, we joke. I'm sure you know people listen. I, I don't know how many. I hope it yeah. grows. I hope people introduce their friends to it. I spread the word because um, I'm an attention whore and I love it. But we have a few people that do reach out and tell me they love it and they, they you know they listen. And so we kind of name drop them and give them their own little shout out. You know, uh, and Elijah has joined the uh, the the wall of fame, uh, and we're happy to have him. I think that's his mugshot. I mean, yeah. picture on the wall. Uh, there's a lot of pictures on the wall, and I don't think any of them are Elijah Alley. I, I don't I think any. Not. I, I hope not. not. Um, but we do always encourage anybody who does listen, right? And this is the thing. If you're out there and you're listening, a friend turns you on to this, um, thank you. I, 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 I do it for you. I love it. Um, I couldn't do it. Without, I mean, I could. I, I could talk to myself for two hours without yeah. anybody. I, that's, that's true. That's yeah. easy. <laughs> but I don't want to. I don't want to. I like to share. I like to discuss. I like to bounce ideas. That's why I have interesting people like you here. Well, thank you. And so, but if you're listening and you do like it, please reach out to us. Um, Stage Diver Network, stagediverradionetwork.com. You can find us there. Um, you can find us uh, uh, by calling. We, we encourage. Kurt uh, loves to call, so we encourage anybody to give us a call. Uh, we'll play on the air and uh, talk about it uh, and you can do that at 865-888-0109 um, stagediverradio not uh, at gmail.com so reach out let us know I mean tell us you love us you hate us uh, you know you, we fucking go to hell I don't care you know uh, any, yeah. any 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 attention yeah. is good attention yeah so I'm, I'm down I'm down but uh, I am glad to be back. We've been off the air for a while, and what a wonderful return guest, Jared! You have turned out to be quite the kindred spirit. I have wow. loved sitting here talking to you. Like I said, I, I've seen your comedy for a while, and we passed yeah. and done that kind of you know beginner friendship that comedy yeah. has, yeah, and uh, kind of build up. You, you meet some where you go, cool. I would go out back and smoke a joint with you. Some you're like, <laughs> I wouldn't even yeah, sit yeah. next to you at the bar. Some right. I could see having dinner with my girlfriend and your wife, and blah, right. you know, like, and so you do that. And so I, I, I have liked you for a while. It's glad to sit down and be a little more personal. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't realize this. I saw that you worked at Guitar Center. I think that's pretty cool. I do. Our yes. second Guitar Center guest, yeah, Kurt, true. was number one. Oh, so, really? so, what do you do there? Do you like Kurt works in the back in like processing and shipping? He's some kind of manager slash clerking, <laughs> shipping something in the back. Uh, that's actually that's where I work as well. Okay. Yeah, wow. I'm an operations. Uh, so you don't associate. sell. You're not out on the floor selling. No, no. Um, which is better for me? I uh, I grew up working retail, so. At this latest bout, um, I really decided to start moving more behind the scenes. Um, I had done const- customer service management type things for a long time, and uh, that just typically product doesn't matter. If you have the skill, yeah. you can learn the product. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's essentially where I'd gotten. I was like, I'm ready to move to an operations based system where I can start spending time on tasks yeah. and less time on running like a maniac. Yeah. Did, um, so did you start uh, with Guitar Center in a sales position? I did not. I, I was hired into the ops <coughs> position. Nice, nice. I've yeah. been hired into a couple of management positions, okay. obviously. Um, yeah. Because I've been doing retail 25 years yeah. off and on. Um, I, I, are you a, were you a player? I mean, are you a musician? Did you go into the job knowing the product? Recreationally, I knew okay. enough to uh, to bullshit an interview. Okay. Um, I, I worked at a music store. That's kind of where I was. Yeah. Like, um, I know I know your major makes and models. I know some of your major providers of, nice. of sound. Um, All right. We, we discussed yeah. earlier Star Wars, Star Trek. Yeah. Where do you uh, fall? Fender Gibson. Make your choice. Ooh. This, uh, could, this could define our friendship. We could. I mean, you're already a Doctor Who, Star Trek fan, yeah. so we're already a couple strikes down. So, Fender so here's Gibson, the thing. You're be? asking me Fender or Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you have, like, a third Dark Horse entry, I'm willing to hear it, but it may even lose you points. Ibanez. But it, Ibanez? 
Ibanez or Jackson. I do okay. love the sound of a good Jackson V. So you like the metal shredder stuff? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it uh, translates well for my style of music. I'm a big ska oh, okay. punk fan. Yeah, okay. Um, so that translates really well. Uh, um, not my thing. Slow metal down, and it's just punk. I do. How 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 well do you know like the history of Ibanez? Not well. Okay. See, so old school Ibanez is amazing. The metal, Steve Vai, mm. Jim, stuff like that. I hate it. But yeah. it's really good for what it is. Again, I'm a very classic. We mentioned this outside. Like, I'm not into pedals. I like, for me, I want a Fender Strat or a Fender Tele and a little tube amp, you know, either a Fender or a Vox or something along that line. Oh, no, I've yeah, got that, a Fender Strat at my house. That's and so that's what I love. Yeah. Um, I like the basic, simple stuff. Um, I'm a Fender guy. Now, I like Gibson, but here's what I was going to say. Ibanez in the 70s, didn't make that kind of stuff at all. Ibanez yeah. was a totally different company. What happened was, um, and this happened with a lot of companies, Ibanez was just the biggest, and they're the ones to survive. So um, there were no patented guitar bodies or shapes. Ibanez right. went to Japan as an American company and um, decided to make um, cheaper versions of Fender and Gibson. Okay. And they were selling them and blowing the fuck up. Gibson in the 70s was doing reissues and uh, um, replicas of their 50s lines. Right. Ibanez was doing them too. Ibanez's were actually more to the, the original um, point on than the Gibson remakes were. Oh, wow. Um, and so what happened was Gibson and uh, uh, Fender got together and kind of sued them and threatened them. And so they created oh. the fact that you couldn't patent a body style what you could patent is a headstock. And that's why every company, if you ever thought about it, that's yeah. why, again, Yamaha's a little off from the Fender. Right. So, you know, they're all off a little bit. Yeah. From each other. That's yeah. why even if you look, Gibson and Epiphone are very much similar but different. Yeah. So right. what would happen is you would get to the um, uh, customs, and customs would literally cut the headstock off the guitar right there at the airport and send you home with the body. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they're called lawsuit guitars. So at the 70s, Ibanez was making these lawsuit guitars, and like their Les Pauls are, if you're a fan of 70s Les Pauls, these are better than Gibson's 70s Les Pauls. Wow. The Flying V. I had a Ibanez Flying, or Ibanez Explorer, the, yeah. the Ibanez Destroyer. Yeah. The Destroyer is what oh. they called it. And like, honestly... Um, That's a pretty guitar. I won't Yeah, I'm, I'm a Fender fan, but there are a few Gibson models yeah. I really do love. Um, I'm a big fan of the Explorer, the Flying V. Yeah. Les Paul's okay. It's not my thing. I don't like the SG. I am halfway. I to like the 335s. I am halfway to buying a Randy Rhodes uh, Extreme. The polka dot? It, the Extreme V. No, I went with the black and white okay. detail. It's the black body with the white detail work. It's just the V with the uh, the wider wing on top or the longer wing on top. I um, Used to play in a, uh, used to play bass and sing in a uh, three-piece power rock, stoner rock, Sabbath oh, cover yeah. band, and um, and I used to play guitar a little bit, but um, it just came one of those things. I comedy, I, I I prefer comedy. I got into comedy instead, and just times get hard, so I have to sell everything, and so I've sold all my gear off. But right. last year with our taxes, my wife was like, "Hey, why don't you buy yourself another guitar and a little amp?" Yeah. And so I bought this. Um, 2000 Chinese knockoff something Fender Telly. That's exact, <laughs> right on, dude's yeah. exact replica. It was 250 bucks. <coughs> I ordered it from China. It was yeah, great. Right 
It's fake as shit, but it, it's everything I wanted. It does. It, it, it was does, in yeah. my price range. I need to find a good amp, um, and I'm going to parts caster it. I'm going to cut yeah. it for a humbucker and change this and relic oh, right it. On. And so it's my goal was to buy this cheap guitar and make my my Springsteen album cover guitar there. Boy. So that's me. I'm a Telly Fender guy. I'm okay. a, I like that stuff. I do like a good Telly. Tellys yeah. are cool. Um, I tell you who amazes me. Um, you know, we we talked about like outside. We were talking guitar players. That's what made me think yeah. about this. And you know, I said that I don't like what Edge does, but I like his version of it. Yeah. Um, Another in that um, same vibe of I hate that thing, but I love you the way you do it is, um, oh, shit, it just escaped me. We were just discussing. Um, I said that I was a Fender Telly guy. Oh, uh, I'm not crazy about some of the music he's been in, but John Five um, oh, from yeah. um, Manson and from Rob Zombie. Yeah, he does. Um, and oddly enough, from Kathy Matea. Uh, in the 90s. He was a country really? player. Yeah, dude. He's an amazing country player. Have you huh. ever seen that? Uh-uh. Um, Terry, do pull something up here. Um, I, I I first discovered him in Manson, who I don't like. I don't right. like Marilyn Manson. I like a song or two, but I'm not a fan. I like this cover of... Um what was it? Tainted Love. I love or? that. That's a good one. Um, so I like a few songs, but I do love Rob Zombie. And then so I knew of John Five. But if you pull up just John Five playing anything, like not in a band, like right. him just sitting there, he'll blow your fucking mind. Because here's the thing: I knew him from Manson. Not a fan. Saw him in Zombie. Saw him live with Zombie. Big fan. Liked him. I was like, cool. I kind of like what you do. Um, and then I've heard him like sitting around like a guitar center playing or whatever. Oh, okay. Dude, he's a like bluegrass fucking freak that's why he plays the tellies in a metal way but he's a big fan of tellies like um like if you pull up any fender blah 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 new model tested by john five he'll mm-hmm. blow your fucking mind um because he's like um scroll chicken picking okay yeah this this works but so in the low he's amazing you know, other banjo. Le- Terry, can you scroll down the side here on the where the other options are? Just or scroll up so I can see some other uh, on the side here. There's one particular that I was just thinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I know they can even still play. There's one. I don't know what exactly I want to see. It. Let's see. Let's uh, see. We've got some very interesting yeah. looking videos here, though. Yeah. Um, I, I tell you what, it's a damn it, it's a it's a put in just um John Five Fender Telecaster. So while he's looking yeah. this up, um, but amazing, amazing at what he does. The you mentioned he would go into Guitar Center uh, and test a guitar. What's interesting is uh, I was watching. Oh, whose show is it? Who who took over? I can't think of the late night show. One of the late night shows. Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers. Uh, This actually, the blue, the the top. Yes, this is it. I think it might have been Seth Meyers. He reviews the guitar, but wait when he just plays it. It's amazing. But um, yes, Seth Meyers. He takes the Foo Fighters to, uh, he's doing an interview, and they end up going to a guitar center. Nice. The Foo Fighters do a little secret, a little impromptu secret concert there. Nice. And man, it is awesome. Because Dave Grohl, like, looks at some guitars and signs some people's stuff. Uh, at one point, like, um, Dave is selling a guitar to a guy nice. in the store. He's like, no, you should get this one. So are you a gearhead or are you a gear nerd? Like I am. Um, I would like to be, honestly. I um, I appreciate a lot of different... I have sounds I don't right. like. Um, yeah. Diodario is a brand I tend not to enjoy. Uh, sorry, Diodario. I know... 
I'm I a know, power I'm slinky a, guy, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm an Ernie Ball. I yeah. I buy the pink But I am a gearhead, and I love um, Norm's Rare Guitars. Uh, mm-hmm. Has a uh, YouTube clip that comes out every day, um, Guitar of the Day, and they're always having. Like, this is a 1953 Stratocaster, and so they go through all this, and they have like their themes. It's Telly Tuesday yeah. or Wild Ass Wednesday or Thumping Thursday with a show bass. But right. anyway, is this it? Uh, check this out. Watch John Five demo this guitar. All right, let's watch. But this. he is like just a jazz country guy. And again, this is John Five, famously of Marilyn Manson yeah. and Rob Zombie. It's a pretty guitar. Yeah. And he goes through all the electronics and stuff. I love that pink guard at the top there. That's pretty. That kind of... But yeah, long before his stint with Marilyn Manson, he played country with, I think it's Kathy Matea. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, this is John Five. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, he's uh, amazing. He's he's fantastic. In so, about sixty years, I'll play that well. <laughs> never, never. I could never, never in a million never. years that way. No. But yeah, I'm I'm a gearhead. I'm real picky. Like no. when my wife was letting me buy a guitar, she would put all the stuff. Me like, what about this? And I'd be like, no, no, it can't be six sal. It's got to be yeah. three barrels. Um, yeah. No, 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 it can't be. This. She was like, find off brands, and I would be like, that headstock, I can't no, do it. Can't do it. And she was like, what about this? And I was like, no, that pickup's wrong. And she was yeah. like, what? You are such a bitch. And I was like, no, I get it. I. I'm a bitch. Oh no, yeah. A um so now that I'm starting to get better at playing the instrument and starting to learn my sound versus just playing other people's sounds. Right. Um I am starting to become something of a gearhead. Mm-hmm. Um I'm still early days. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm an old fart. I'm real classic yeah. again. If it's a Les Paul, I don't want anything crazy. I want a classic yeah. two humbucker, you know. Um I've maybe got, flip the pickup to get that Peter Green out of phase sound. I've got a three pickup. Fender Strat uh, knockoff. That's that's my go-to guitar. That's kind of my baby. Um, I I've sold a Strat it up. that I've I made loved. Um, I know that feeling. It's yeah. like every ding is yours. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got an Ibanez, uh, an Ibanez Geo that I love, but I use it for a very different sound. Like if I want to play, you know, if I want to yeah. play like just some classic. Um, you know, Almond Brothers or th- or uh, oh nice, I love the Almond Brothers. You throw on, I mean, hell, I'll play uh, I'll play some Country Roads or Bob Sing- Bob Seger or anything uh, like that. You want a Strat? You want a yeah. nice Strat that's going to give you a good even sound. Um, my Ibanez is great for like playing punk and ska. Yeah. I've got a little Mitchell, uh, which is the Guitar Center home brand guitar. Oh, okay, um, I certainly am not familiar with it. They're good. They're um composite guitars. Right. They're they'll take like. A Jackson pickup and a right. uh, an Ibanez body and a and a Gretsch headstock and neck and throw it all together and give you a little hundred buck guitar. Right. But they're good. They're good little guitars. And if you have any any ability to to twerk, you can always change the pickup. You can right. change this. And that was my goal with this little two hundred dollar job. And yeah. everything. Because I knew I was like I'll, the neck and the body's perfect. I'll change out the pickups. I may exactly. change out the hardware. Yeah. You know, I'll Throw do a little a pick this guard exactly. or something. Um, yeah. My goal is to cut it for a humbucker in the neck and get yeah. the Keith Richards guitar. That's um, another thing I want to do, and uh, is to do a a Gibson three way switch. Oh right, uh, on the you. Les Paul style toggle, kind of yeah. like you find in the seventy two customs and the seventy yeah. two deluxe, and. Um, ditch the tone knob and just do individual volumes for each pickup. Oh, that'd be So dope. that way you can roll one completely off, roll yeah. one on, get a little feedback, and again, get that edge kind of... That'd be pretty cool, yeah. I love that. Very Hendrixy again. Yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of that. So that's my goal is to get there. Um, but um, So again, day jobs are, you know, what we got to do, and you got a cool one. Yeah. But let's let's talk comedy for a minute. All right, cool. Uh, I had several comics on, um, and again, not to be rude, more are typically... Uh, 
more uh, seasoned comedians. You of haven't course. been in the game too long. I have not. How long have you been doing it? I've been in the game for about se- uh, six months as of this weekend, actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So less than a year. Um, yes. We talked about earlier about lifelong. Uh, you, you, you again had said that you're always kind of a comedian. At right. what point did you honestly think about like doing it? Where in life did you realistically seeing the possibility of you doing it? Um, that's a weird answer to give. Um, personally, there were kind of three or four big moments. Okay. Um, and the first two or three, I either missed or actively ignored. Um, and then the most recent one and the most, uh, fruitive one, the one that paid off, um, was at 20, 26, 25. Um, I had spent about a year clean. Um, I had gone through recovery. I had found a lot of confidence and self-worth that had been missing. Not Um, to be intrusive, but recovery from where? Oh, um, my DOC was cocaine. Okay. Um, so I had been on and off for years and, uh, it had gotten to a point where I was just stagnating. I okay. was just... Hot. It happens. I any, was, yeah, any addiction I just, can do it. Some worse than others. But everybody yeah. can have something. And it doesn't always have to be a drug. Oh, no, yeah. It can be, you know, shopping, whatever. So that's a, that's a fucked up hardcore one because that can eat you up. Yeah. I um, just never went down the road. No, not my thing. Uh, again, I, my vice has always been um, smoking. Uh, yeah. No, I, I've uh, never, never I really love to smoke. I, I smoke but to I, this But I don't day. have any problem with it. I've had a lot of friends yeah. who could treat um, Coke like, you know, having a few beers on the weekend. Yeah. I, I used I've to know a bartender like who was a married um, day job, would, would bartend this one day a week, and he would do Coke in the bathroom, and he was he was always kind of funny. He would seem like he was gay, but yeah. he had like the wife. I don't know if it was a beard or he was uh, just like a Ned Flanders. Yeah. But like this one a, day, he, he was kind of saucy, and he would, you know, had the, the old um, man, like kind of porn mustache that could be a little do. gay. Yeah, so yeah. it's like could be super jad, could yeah. be you know, like straight barbecue, and could be yeah, a little gay. Sure. So he was one of those guys, and I loved him. He was great. He would like, you would be there on your off night drinking all night, and you'd come up to pay your tab, and he's like, right. two dollars. And you're like, what? And he was like, yeah, it's been a good night, $2. And he would step in the back while you get your money. And I asked him one time, I was like, how do you do this? And he was like, this is it, man. This is what I do. I come out here. This is my one day. You know, I just out here this one night. Yeah. I get away from the wife, the kids, the day job. I have a little fun, do a little blow. And, and he could. He could snap right I mean, back. And I, So a lot of I, people have no I problem with I admire the fuck out of those people. Um, I'm that way with alcohol, which yeah. also destroys yeah, I lives. Can, it I can, can get out of hand and destroy lives in a heartbeat. But I can go have a beer here and there, yeah. and I'm done. And um, I was lucky enough. Um, there are certain <laughs> substances that are not that way for me. Right. There, uh, Coke is one of them. But yeah, I can yeah. go have a beer but, to uh, it. Congratulations uh, on making it to the you. other side because that's yeah. not easy to it's, do. It's not. Um, there have been a lot of people I've known in my life who haven't, and I, I'm, I wake up every day thankful yeah. and really lucky that I am one. Yeah. Um, that did. So, I, I guess on that that particular topic, my biggest two kind of takeaways or I guess pieces of advice are: um, don't start like. Yeah. Yeah, addiction is a disease. Which sounds stupid, but it's it, true. No, but seriously, it's it really so is. easy to just think, well, okay, this one time, because I've had a few to drink, and it'd just be this one time, we're having a really good time, I don't want it to stop. Only certain people can do that. There are certain people who are strong enough with themselves and have already been through a similar yeah. road and can go, look, I can, I will, I have to. And my personal advice is, it's not if you don't already know, it's not worth finding right. out. 
investment. So it's not worth. But congratulations it. for well, making it to you. the other side because it's not easy. Um, were was comedy a a changer for you? Because in my life, I have a story similar, yeah. different than than the drug, but where comedy really was what saved my life because I was at that low point. Did you hit low point and bounce back and then do comedy, or was it low point comedy bounce back? Um, it was low point bounce back stagnation comedy oh plateau a comedy yeah made a peak um what it, kind of the way it played out for me was i gotten clean i spent about a year working a program really intensely like three four days a week going to meetings daily practice um newfound spirituality like the works i dove head first into like i'm different i'm gonna change mm-hmm. i can't do this anymore and uh it worked it, it's sticking it's working every day i still have my daily practice um and then I hit a point where I like I was in a solid relationship. I had started getting kind of steadier at work. Things were go- looking up. And I was like, you know, I need something in my life that hasn't been there. And uh I was sitting one night and I uh on a whim I had filled out this application for uh Einstein Simplified Improv Troop. Yeah. So and I, mean, uh, I meant to ask you how that's going, but you can get to that in a minute. Yeah, we'll get there. Um so I had filled out an application and um Months went by, and I had forgotten about it. And one night I got an email saying, hey, we're holding auditions this Tuesday. Come on out. And I just offhandedly mentioned it, and Georgia said, well, no. I was like, you know, we're not going to go. It's a Tuesday night. We'll have work Wednesday morning. Yeah, whatever. Um, and she's like, well, no, you might as well go try. And uh, Do I you just, like improv as a general rule? I love improv. I have loved like improv. both watching and doing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I grew up with reruns of Who's Line on uh, CW or WB back in the day. Right, I don't hate it, but okay. Yeah, no, I mean, it, as an adult, it's got an, I've got a new perspective. As a kid, it was what a lot of fun. What the fuck kind of game show gives points that doesn't do anything? I know. How, what the fuck? You don't win nothing. No nope. charity gets money donated in your name. There's no what prize. What kind of wee-boo retard game show does not offer some reward? Lord. They even openly fucking whip their dick out and slap you in the face with it and say the points don't, don't mean anything. I hate you. I hate you. Plus, I don't really like improv, but that, well, that makes it just that much fair. worse. Yeah. Uh, so, not no, a fan. So, I've... Love all the actors. Love everybody on that show. Hate the show. For their individual things. Um, So Whose Line, I have a very mixed signal with it. It depends on any given episode. They play some good games and they have some good moments. Um, It's good background watching. I just don't. I don't like improv. And I don't hate Um, it. I work with improv people and a lot of things. And I have friends that do improv. Obviously you. Um, But I, I just, there's something about it that's like... Give me a city, and I just tonight we're gonna. I I, I have a really high silly meter, right. but improv sort of crosses it for me, and I don't know why. I could totally, I, I could totally. I understand. appreciate the the art, um, much like for World Beard Day, I'll make a beard. Much like the freestyle beard competitions, um, which yeah. you've seen all the curls. Yeah. It's a beautiful art. It's right. not my art. Exactly. And so improv is a beautiful art. It's not my art. I probably would like it maybe if I just, I don't know, I don't really get it. Um, well, and I was a theater geek, so like I, I liked the, 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 the concept, but I just can't get into it. So uh, kind of my experience has been that even people who don't like improv, with the right game or the right show on any given night, you'll still have fun. 
Yeah. And it's more enjoyable seeing it live. That's getting true. to be a That's part true. of the audience, getting to be a part of the right. game, of the joke. I mean, mm-hmm. like half of improv is... Um, no, and I have to say, too, uh, yeah. uh, Einstein's Flood, all wonderful people. I've oh, worked yeah. with those guys They're a couple times. Um, again, I do love what they do, and they have a style of improv that I do uh, I do enjoy. I know there's like yeah. long-form improv. Yeah. I get real bored of that. Um, but um, So you had went to a lot of uh, improv shows before auditioning, or well, was that I just kind of went to one and was like, this is cool, I want to be a part of this? I had done a few classes in high school because of the, sh- the Who's Line show. I was like, well, I, w- I want to see how it works. What's the dynamic? How? What's a little behind the scenes? So I did a couple of classes in high school that did improv, and uh, loved it, but didn't really pursue it. Just right. depression was hitting, all that stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah. Real world shit. Got it. Um, and so I was like, ah. And I think that was kind of moment one. Um, because I was in band. I was already on yeah, stage. I like, geek. I was tiptoeing around my whole life. Like, from pre-elementary school on. I was always tiptoeing around performance mm-hmm. of some kind. I See, mean, I, I was, was in band. I, I was didn't in... tiptoe. I, I was right. Dude. I mean, I was at Theater Geek. I yeah. was in the band. Uh, I was, for hobby, I played Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, right on. I love, yeah, I love Dungeons & Dragons. So, like, we were those kids. Dungeons & Dragons we were those twice nerds. a week with my friends. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, again, I was in the choir. I, I loved any chance to ham it up. I was always a cheese ball, and I loved any chance to ham it up. Oh, yeah. I um, mean, still do. Again, people go, hey, I'm doing a movie. I'll be in your movie. But hey, I would man, avoid... we're doing this. I'll be in this. I would avoid the commitment. Isn't that right, Terry? Theaters. I'll be in your movie. <laughs> yeah, that's how you got the show, man. Yeah, that's how I, I get like, the show. Lance jumps up yeah. on anything. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. So I now I would still do theater. Now I like theater. Yeah, I would I still loved, do plays. I would love um, the opportunity musicals. now. Um, I want to work my chops up a little bit, get better at my art and my form first, get right. my voice kind of thing. Um, but so I had always tipped or toed around performing and. Um, so I think high school classes was kind of missed chance one or like missed six, missed exit one. Right. Um, and then uh, years later, I went with my parents on a whim to a comedy show. They had won tickets through one of their jobs. Nice. Do you remember who it was? Oh, I don't remember who the headliner was, but Einstein Simplified opened for them. Um, was it Side Splitters? Yeah. Go. Cool. Yeah, and so they opened for them, and I fell in love. I was like, oh, my God, this is the group. Got it. And it was a totally different. The only person that was in that group at the time that is still in the group is Paul. Paul's Paul great. Simmons. I love Paul Simmons. He's a great guy. We want to give a big shout. Paul Simmons is great. Paul, Paul and Simmons, I, ladies and gentlemen. Um, check him out I every did, Tuesday at Scruffy City Hall. Amen. I did a, a, a writer's workshop, a sketch workshop okay. with um, Kevin McDonald from Kids yeah. in the Hall. Do you know Kevin McDonald? Yes. I've um, heard about this workshop from his point of view once. Okay. So did he tell you about the skit we did? No. He, so, not really. Okay. So here's, first off, I have to go back and say, I don't like sketch comedy. I don't yeah, like improv. Fair. I don't like, there are a few exceptions, but I don't like Saturday Night. Live. We had this discussion with Kurt. He's a big fan. What do you like, think of Dana Carvey's show? Um, I I didn't know about it, but I watched the documentary um, "Too Big, <laughs> Too Funny to Fail," um, which was great. And I realized Fantastic it's one of those you go back later and go, "Holy, Holy shit, shit! Look at this cast!" Yeah. Um, and so I, I just didn't know about it because I'm not a huge well, Dana I mean, Carvey fan. That was the first time Steve Colbert and Carell were ever on screen. I know. Blown me, blew me away. Shit. So again, typically I just don't like that stuff. I did like Kids in the Hall, a big fan, loved it. Again, I was I Bobby loved Hill. Kids. Weird, oh my god, weird. Kids um, in the Hall was the best and show. I love the State. Do you remember the Ooh, State? I vaguely remember the State. I didn't ever get the chance to watch it a okay. whole lot. I knew the of State it. is the Reno nine one one people. 
Uh, most of them went on to that and then Viva Las Vegas. Okay. Um, so it's uh, fucking um, I think Thomas it was Leonard. after I got rid of cable, so okay. I missed it. So it was MTV when I was in high school, when MTV was kind of edgy and doing oh, their so thing. Oh, so it was before And me. so, uh, again, yeah, it's late at midnight. Never mind. Um, I'm in high school. Um, the edge, the state comes out, and it's these kids, and it's a sketch show. And it was weird because, like, sketches literally bled one to the other, and they had these crazy, like, parodies of characters from sketch shows. Like, one guy was Catchphrase Guy, okay. and it was... Um, Damn it, I can't think of his name. You've seen him on like Scrubs and other stuff now. Zach Braff? No, 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 no. He's Zach Braff's too old. Um, shit, I, I, w- I would know it if I saw it, if I saw it. But anyway, he would come out and everything, would he have two ping pong balls in his pocket and he, there would be like at a party and it would be, guacamole and he'd be like oh that's some great guacamole i want to dip my balls in it and he would pull out the ping pong balls oh my god that's amazing that's it that's the whole sketch <laughs> that's the whole sketch all the so... time they got i remember one specific episode they got uh pulled over by like terrorists or terrorists invaded a party and he was like that's an amazing assault rifle i want to put my balls in it and he would like stick one ping pong ball in the barrel that was it so it was wacky and obscure my favorite wow. thing was thomas lennon who played dangle yeah. on john yeah. uh, Three I love one. thomas lennon He's and great actor. um the other one in the sketch, I believe it's Michael Ian Black. That's oh, okay. where he He's comes from. Kid. He came from the sketch. Yeah, I like um, him. So, and, and David Wayne came from the sketch. Um, D- Deputy Junior, um, actually from Knoxville. Uh, Robert Ben Garant. Oh, yeah. He comes from there. So all these guys come out of the state. And uh, Kevin uh, Marino, Ken, Mar- Ken Marino. Ken Marino, who has been in like uh, a bunch of shows. You would know him if you saw him. He was yeah, the, the ping pong ball guy. But, oh, okay. um Thomas Lennon and um, Michael Ian Black did these characters called Barry and LaVon. And it was the dumbest thing ever, but it was fantastic. I'm in high school. I'm this weird art nerd. I'm, yeah. I'm 16 in the 90s, and I'm into like John Lennon and yeah. weird shit, right? I'm, I'm totally a weird kid. And so I found this show, and I loved it. But what would happen is these two would come out with like fake, they may have been real perms, but they curly 70s afros, oh like one was purple, one was red velour suits. Yes. And everything was groovy. And they would do this belly dance out. Oh, Barry. Yes, LaVon. You know what I'm feeling. I know what you're feeling, Barry. It's a, oh, yeah. And like, it's just this weird, made no sense. And at one what? point, they're on the moon, right? And oh, my so God. So they got these velour jumpsuits and like, 60s sci-fi play headsets on and they bounce out and they oh yeah Barry you feeling good I'm feeling good LaVon oh, oh you know God. what time it is and this Cadillac ass pulls up and they're like Barry and LaVon and they're like oh yes mother Cadillac it's Barry it's LaVon and they're just snapping <laughs> their fingers and, and it pops up and it, this was the, the end of every skit for some reason but this is the way my favorite one ever ended this Cadillac pulls up trunk opens and there is and again they're going oh yeah it's time we got $240 worth of pudding oh yeah what? and there's a trunk full of pudding and, and she's like Barry LaVon I want you to d- listen to me. Put your asses in this pudding. And they're like, we're going to put our asses in $240 worth of pudding. Oh, yeah. And they oh sit their God. ass in pudding. And that's the whole gag. And I was just like, this wow. is the this was Andy Kaufman to me at 16. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. Barry and LaVon were brilliant. I feel like, I feel like. I've been watching uh, CNN's History of Comedy documentary. I've seen some of that, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird to watch kind of all these later comedians having to find new ways to be original because 
you know, like the comment is always made that the early guys took the bullets for us. You know, you have people like Lenny Bruce who literally went to right. jail for mentioning the Pope. Went to jail with George Carlin? Yeah. They were in the same well, paddy wagon. George Carlin you know really that? liked telling yeah. that story. Yeah, they, yeah. Carlin, it was a famous Carlin story, but he was just some kid in the audience who like got snagged for like underage. And yeah, Lenny, he was underage. They happened to get thrown well, in the same paddy wagon. Well, so the way George Carlin tells the story, apparently, the way in the documentary, the way the story is conveyed is George Carlin's at the show. Mm-hmm. Lenny Bruce is jumped on stage right. by the cops. For Bridge, me, hit, for, the, the, for the Jim something. Morrison of comedy. Yeah. So he's he's jumped by the cops on stage. And they're just looking for other people to get. Yeah. So instead of trying to run, he literally just like refuses to cooperate. Yeah. So th- because he's like I'll be damned if I'm not getting arrested with Lenny Bruce. And fucking same paddy wagon. Yeah. And so yeah. Lenny Bruce turns to him and he says, "What'd they get you for?" And he says, "Not cooperating." And Lenny Bruce turns to him and he says, you jackass, you always cooperate. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, that's so Lenny Bruce, you know? <clears throat> so you have these guys who did things like that early days so that we can come out here and talk about our dicks yeah. for yeah. half an hour, 10 minutes at a time, whatever, however I, long it be. I think creativity starts really coming in when it's no longer just how can I get to you? How can I get a response? It becomes a true a true show yeah, and a true um, piece uh-huh. when it's about you or your life, even if it's silly jokes. I mean, you think about, uh, we have a couple of people who tell really just basically silly one-liners. Josh Arnold. Josh Arnold. Great um, example. Love him. And he's a pun, quick pun guy, which yeah. I love puns. Yeah, I know they're very Andrew McCaffrey. Polarizing. Yes. But uh, they're all about their yeah. life. It's it's about things that they deal with. And it's either... It's it's I've noticed there are kind of two extremes that work in comedy and it's and it's either I can relate, mm-hmm. I have had this happen. Wife and kids. There yeah. are a lot of subgroups, but the wife and kids, yeah. the shitty job comics, yeah. um, the the relationship comics. I mean that's what they count right. on. That's the stream that all of those subgenres count on. Right. Got it. Or this has never happened. How absurd. Right. Right, the again, um, the Andy Kaufman's uh, extreme example of one sect of that. Yeah. The George Carlin's are one example of that because it's Richard so it's Pryor. it's Richard Pryor because these are thoughts that are beyond you. Um, yeah. and so I really uh, I do see both these sides. Yes, and and I think if you try and start towing in the middle of well, uh, I, I, no disrespect meant to anyone who's a fan. Um, one of my underrated comedian or overrated comedians is Jerry Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld. I'm a fan. Um, I don't take offense. I don't care. You know, you offend me. I've I have tried. I grew up with the show being run. Didn't I caught on way later? Um, I've always been a fan of his, but I caught on way later. It, it's I the, caught the late seasons because I'm I'm young. I was born. Seinfeld in is but, the dad joke personified to me. It's it's dad it's, joke supreme. My problem is that they're not dad jokes. Like I watched one of his stand ups today, just a little clip, and he tells a joke, and I forget exactly how it goes. But essentially, it was. Um, so, have you noticed that when we say a thing, sometimes it sounds funny? See, that's a dad joke to me. It really is, and it's like, but that's, that's like not... a subsect. That's like the doom metal so, of dad jokes. You know, it's like a yeah. real underground subsect of dad jokes. Yeah, and so I I totally get that. There's a whole group that relies. I love it. I love on it. That kind of every man, have you ever noticed everyday thing? 
Um, Do you like I, John Mulaney? I love John Mulaney. See, he's me, one of those he's perfect... He's Seinfeld for millennials. Right. He's, which I love. And and he is. Did I've, you see his sitcom, by the way? Anybody? Which one? Uh, Mulaney. He had an actual oh, sitcom. No, I have not oh, seen no. that. One season... Um, it's not terrible. It's not great. Um, there have there's some great um, chemistry with some of the other actors, but they they it literally is Seinfeld for millennials. Okay, that he's a comic. Um, we follow his adventures. He's got a wacky sidekick. He's got a girl that it's always kind of off again, on again. Not okay. like quite like Elaine. Got a wacky neighbor, uh, dude. And it just eh, it didn't it didn't work. Um, I liked it. I watched the whole season as it was on and right. enjoyed it, but knew it wasn't phenomenal. Right. Um, it's not as good as Seinfeld, but one season. If you find it. Watch Watch it, yeah. um, catch it $3 at McKay's, snag yeah. it, well, you know what I mean? Seems, like, it it's seems not bad. like it's on a streaming platform. So um, I can't think I of the girl that was on it um, that I like so well. She's been on New Girl and a bunch of other, I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's never one of my top it. three. I've never watched it. Oh, my God. And I love Night, uh, for, uh, uh, Andy Sandberg. I, I love yeah. Sandberg. I know Georgia's going to be listening to this. So, okay. Uh, okay. hey, Your Georgia. Nine-Nine. <laughs> She's going to like that. Um. So I'm real odd about missing stuff the first time and catching yeah. up late. Like um, I'm just now watching Parks and Rec. Oh, I love 10 Parks years and too Rec. Late. Um, I, I'm only just now on season two. I just started watching like a week ago. So Brooklyn Nine Nine is Parks and Rec. If everyone was nice to each other, okay, okay. Um, um, I love Ron Swanson. I don't I, know if I, I could. love. Parks no, I do and love Rec. the Chief on not Brooklyn. I've seen oh, a yeah. bunch of his clip shows. Yeah. Uh, Andre Brower. Yeah, Andre uh, Brower is a good the, guy. The gay, openly hateful, yeah. hilarious, oh hilarious. He his. Uh, his type of humor and uh, uh, his portrayal is so perfect <laughs> for that character. He's, um, he's a black Ron Swanson. Yeah. I mean, like, it really is and that's, just that, yes. And that's how it communicates in the show. Is, oh, oh there, there's one, like, a clip show, and he's yelling to Terry Crews about a motorcycle. I don't know if this rings a bell. I yes. haven't seen the show, so I have no context for it, but the clip is where um, he said there, he was like, no, 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 I don't want to do the motorcycle. So he was like, I got kids. He was like, oh. So because I'm gay okay. and I'm biologically impaired from having children, you now want to play that. He was like, so you going to play the gay okay. card right now, I mean? He was like, yes, yes queen. queen. It never breaks a, a smile. Yeah, I was it's crying, just, crying. Oh, my God. That's still one of my favorite reaction gifs is uh, the yes, queen yes, from Raymond queen. Holt. Because I will send that to people with no prompt. I will have not spoken to you since high school, and you're going to get that on a Facebook messenger. I'm just going to send you the gif. Yes, queen. <laughs> I will remember that if that just comes across. I'll yeah, be, if I'll it's be ever like, like why three a.m. So context. Oh, he warned, warned me. me. No, yeah. he, he no, didn't warn me this. It's there. So I think I would like Brooklyn Nine Nine. I've just yes. gave it a shot. But like um, I said, Parks and Rec so far is good. Again, for those of you who are polarized on that, people love it or hate it. Yeah, I'm two seasons in. It's Ron good. Swanson. It gets so much is, better. Is great. Um, the Office is another big favorite of mine. Longtime favorite. It's not a Couldn't top three, it. but it's a top Couldn't ten. Get into it. Um, um, so you obviously are a TV junkie. You like yeah, a lot of TV. I'm a TV guy, not a movie guy. Okay, I love both, but I grew up a TV junkie. Don't and get so, me wrong. I like a lot of movies. I've seen my handful of movies. Um, I'm always behind because I can't guy. afford it. I can't. I can afford Hulu right, and Amazon. Exactly. I got a wife and to take, so I can't do but, twenty yeah, bucks at a shop. Buying, yeah. Uh, we can Redbox. We can wait till Netflix, and that's yeah. what we typically do. But shows, there's a shit ton of that stuff out there, so oh, we yeah. catch up when we can. Some things I've watched. Um, in, in real time as they come out. The right. League. Have you ever watched The League? I have not. I've heard good things. Um, oh, I oh, I am a fan of Felicia oh. Day and the things I've seen her in. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you're thinking. Or that's The, the Guild, excuse the guild, me. The League is, is great. The, uh, uh, the League is the The Guild one. is also amazing. And Felicia Day. I'm going to take a moment since you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. I would do 
amazing things to Felicia Day given the chance. I would not. I'm a huge fan. Really? I would sit politely and watch TV with her and be Uh, friends, but... I would would do anything to see what's naked under those buck teeth. I really would. I'm a fan. Um, I would... I would. I'm a fan, but anyway, I digress. I mean, I, but anyway, uh, yeah, damn, huge fan. Uh, redheaded nerds, it's my thing. No, I get it. Um, if, I understand. Uh, if we go one level more, if we can get a chubby redheaded nerd, I'm done. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, that like, is ko. I'm, I'm done. On yeah, ben, yeah, on yeah. Lance. I mean, that's my wife. I <laughs> yeah, mean, that's, what, that's it. Straight well, up. Well, like, that's, yeah. yeah, I'm in. Nailed it. Uh, give me, uh, you know, a, a little Velma with a, a Daphne haircut. I mean, right. I'm done. Velma, I'm but trendy. Yeah, give me, uh, give me, give me, give me a Velma, a, but the uh, porn parent. I'm down. Yeah, that's yeah. my thing. But the league is uh, fantasy football. That's right. That's yeah. uh, Steve Ranazzi, Nick Kroll. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, John LaJoy. It is in my uh, list. It is I, amazing. Um, Nick um, Kroll is the sole reason I haven't jumped on board with that one. You don't like Nick Kroll? I can't do it. Okay. So um, I don't like the Kroll show. Again. It's because like he always plays an asshole. <laughs> oh, you're done. You're out. No, he's the <laughs> asshole. But he's perfect in this. Okay, so here's the thing. Not a sports fan. I know you said outside you like your home team and that's Yeah. It. I The closest I get to sports is pro wrestling. I don't like sports. I didn't grow up in a sports household. Nobody my, – yeah. my, my dad watches we NASCAR. We watched our team and – we're That's done. it. I grew up in a NASCAR household. Uh, so I watched no sports, have no sports knowledge. But the cool thing about the league was it wasn't about sports. It was about the people who play sports and played okay. fantasy football. Everything was in context. So even if you get didn't get the reference, you understood the place it took, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I followed it. And for me, I play, by the way, I heard rumors that you were a Gundam model builder. Is this correct? Ooh. I am. Okay. Where did you hear these? I'm ones? really good at what I do. Um, do you play Gundam tabletop games or just build the models? I just build the models. Uh, I do understand that there okay. is one. I have not been able to grasp the ne- the mechanisms of it, but to be fair, I haven't tried that hard. I I don't know if this will ring a bell. I play Warhammer. Yes. Uh, 40K specifically. So if we go even more subdecked, yeah. I do 40K, not fantasy. Oh, okay. Which, again, so I find a kindred spirit in your model building hobby because yeah. I build terrain and I oh, build... Okay. Yeah. Um, my, and paint my Warhammer models. Uh, so I, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought the, that was they're kind of a bitch. Cool. They are, they are. I love them, but yeah. they're such a pain in the ass. But so for me, it's very peaceful. I find yeah. it a wonderful hobby to break away. Um, uh, I love playing, uh, which yeah. is what I was bringing up a minute ago. That um, there used to was a time when I had kind of a league of friends. It was me and a couple friends, and we would get together like every year for my birthday. We'd throw a big Warhammer bash and play all day. Yeah. And my wife would serve us, you know, plates of cheese and sausages, and and we would hang out and drink beer and smoke oh, pre- and pot and eat pretzels and laugh and hug and play a bunch of games and enjoy. Dude, where'd you get that model? I haven't. Seen- oh, let me see that. Dude, did those kids in Brazil paint this for you? That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, a friend right. of mine actually paid kids in Brazil to like paint his models through Amazon. Like, and I was going like, to say, is that a ship away service? The I thing assume? that, yeah, the thing that was cool about it was when I watched the league, it was us. There oh, okay, was cool. the the the, the semi normal married couple. Um, there was the divorce guy. There was the stoner moron. Um, you know, so there was the, it, yeah. it could be any group of friends who get together for everything. Yeah. And so you've got Paul Shear, who I love. Yeah. As the successful guy, they all like they all love to shit on. He's the yeah. butt of every. But he's like kind of hipstery, and they hate him for it. Oh, he's but the he Chandler. just loved it. Yeah, I guess so. I, I'm not a big Friends fan, but I kind of get the reference. Yeah. yeah. And then you got Nick Kroll, who's just this like or I guess the fucking Ross, maybe. Jew Jew lawyer stereotype. Like no, Mm-mm. and he's Jewish yeah. when he needs to be. And then he's oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm not really that Jewish, but no. So he's just and he's got this smoking hot trophy wife. 
Um, you've got Steve Ranazazi, who I love. Um, at, well, that was kind of my wife and me, because his wife plays fantasy football with them. Oh, okay. So yeah. she's one of the guys, his stoner brother, who's a moron. So it was just, it yeah, could right be on. anything. So whatever yeah. you did, it was relatable. It was just in context. Cool. And the characters were fantastic. Um, I fell in love instantly. I caught like the first episode yeah. as it aired. Uh, it was a follow-up to Always Sunny, if you like Always oh, Sunny. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I started watching them, and I, I dropped off Always Sunny and ran with the league. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Lindsay bought me the, the DVD from the previous season every year for Christmas. Oh, while awesome. I loved it. I cried when they ended it. <laughs> um, guest stars by like Seth Rogen and all wow. kinds of shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to start watching this one. Love it. Love it. Yeah. It's funny. It's fast-paced. My new thing, I've been on everybody for this, is Letterkenny. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Damn it! <laughs> so good. It's so good. Um, it's on Hulu. So okay, if you got Hulu, good, yeah. Um, it's. Do you like Trailer Park Boys? What I've seen of it, actually, yes. Okay. Um, I tried so hard not to for so long. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it's funny. What I've seen is, I like. So Jay Kendrick showed me some clips. That's okay, all I've right. seen of it. But it's some highlights of scenes. And it's like one of the videos the, was literally just like a bunch of clips of one of the guys mispronouncing things. The guy with the mullet mispronounced. Yeah, Ricky. Ricky. Rickyisms okay. is what it was called. Okay, yeah, Rickyisms. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. and I was like, "What the fuck is I, this show?" Then, you, uh, then you're gonna love Letter King. Okay. <laughs> so I tried Trailer Park Boys, and I don't love it, but I don't hate. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Is the, like, I'm the fine clip with it. of him trying to fix the bathroom sink and destroying everything? Brilliant. Um, so a few things I've watched. Um, I like dry British Canadian style humor. Yeah, me too. Again, I loved Kids in the Hall, uh, Corner Gas, stuff like that. So I'm a fan of Canadian humor. Um, SC- SCTV. When I was a kid, um, I loved that. That was a big one with like John yeah. Candy and Rick. Yeah. Reynolds. Oh yeah. Wasn't that so, the one they were a, a cable show? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with Letterkenny, what you have is. Um, a, a Canadian show, but instead of that side, the Trailer Park Boy side, it takes place um, in Ontario somewhere with like these country rednecks. It's, oh my it, god! It yes. might as well be here. Oh my um, god! Um, but here's the thing: is it's got this kind of King of the Hill vibe. Dope. But imagine King of the Hill more of our age. But okay. instead of the brick wall, they hang out by the produce stand. Um, do you know the comedian K. Trevor Wilson? I'm uh, I'm not familiar with his whole okay. library, but I've seen like one. Uh, yeah, special. The, like the mugging story, or yeah. like okay, yeah. he was, okay, he's in it. Oh, he, okay. he basically would play the Bill Dotrieve of the group if you were. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main character uh, Wayne um, is uh, dude. So picture him, and if you live here in Tennessee, Alabama, whatever, yeah. you know this person. Know. This is the Canadian version. Um, straight leg, Wrangler jeans, <laughs> over brown work boots. Okay, tightly tucked plaid button-up work shirt yeah. rolled all the way down buttoned at the very collar only like one button undone oh my god. belt almost the wonder woman stance at any given moment oh right? my god that's amazing so the canadian version um and the, the whole show has it's very fast paced okay i love this almost like gilmore girls i know was famous for this fast yeah. pace so it's like boom 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 boom, boom. Yeah. and it's very again king of the hill meets trailer park boys um, there's one clip of them grilling a steak. It's like a one minute clip and it has a 10 minutes of dialogue for fucking cooking a steak. Oh and it's hilarious. Um, and I, I love it. There's two seasons on Hulu and I burnt through them in about two days. Um, they have this, again, the sex of people in town. One of them is like these meth head goth kids. They're called the skids. Oh That's my the God. slang, the slang for the, the main cast, the rednecks, 
Shirt tuckers. Shirt tuckers. <laughs> shirt tuckers. Wow. Dude, I love it. Anytime anybody rolls up, they're like, hey, what's up, shirt tuckers? Uh, dude, hilarious. What in the shit? <laughs> they get in fights with the natives, the, what the, the Eskimo. Fuck is this show? Um, you know, the native Eskimo, basically. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh, they always talk about. Um, bringing in the big the big guns to fight for him. They're like, dude, there's some FBI coming your way. And they're <laughs> oh like, god. FBI? And he's like, fucking big Indians. And like, <laughs> oh my god. Dude, there's hockey players. These two hockey players are the funniest shit I've ever seen. So I encourage anybody who's a Letter fan of Kenny. Letter Kenny. One word, like postage, Kenneth. Yeah. Letter Kenny. Okay. Brilliant. But like I said, the, the steak clip alone, it's one minute. But when you're done, you're like, there was 10 minutes of dialogue there. Terry, as a movie writer, this will blow your mind how they've crammed this. And they started with um, web series. That's what they originally oh, okay. started doing and got a show in Canada from it. So Neat. I think you'll like it. But uh, um, comedy-wise, uh, how has it been for you? Like, have you found your voice? Like, do you know who you are? You know, we talk about, like, hearing people, like, yeah. shows like sketch comedies, how they find their voice. And you mentioned with Einstein Simplified, like, finding... A, a, a rhythm, but yeah. Do you um, feel like you found your voice in what are we at six months? Did you say seven months? Six months. Um, I feel like at six months in, I have started to find what will one day be my voice. Okay, um, that's a very honest answer. I'm starting to understand what I mean okay. when I, when I write jokes or when what I'm trying to be. Do you find a rhythm yet that feels like you like set up punchline misdirection? Ho! Like, do you have like a? I don't have any kind of secret formula for my jokes yet. Um, I don't think there is one really. Um, at least in my personal experience, I have jokes of all kinds. I have one-liners. I have story-based I see, I jokes. Don't. I'm almost mostly stories. Um, I don't do hardly any one-liners. I think that any given comic has their rules and their structures yeah. and they're going to work within that. Um, but outside of any subjective rules, I don't think they're, I, I think any book you write or read is a grain of salt kind of rule. Um, I think I don't read, I don't, I've never read any comedy book. Um, I've read a few here and there. I've read like the comedy Bible. I've read truth and comedy. Um, I would do like biographies. Like I want to hear yeah, your story yeah, and I've your read. take, but like, here's how you do comedy. I've never even attempted. That. Yeah. Steve Martin. You know how you do comedy? Like comedy. Learn to do, yeah. watch comedy. Watch the hard it. part we've talked about before is how do you start? Exactly. Well, nobody knows you can just go to an open mic sign up because there's no exactly. college course. No, yeah. So I we mean, all just start. There somewhere. are now, but even those are seminars and it's more like taking an acting class. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's still you're doing yeah. it. And um, I, I can just tell you how I did it. I know that um, one thing that I do uh, appreciate is again that it is starting to get more uh, public that you can go do it. But the sad thing is everybody does go do it. And I've said this yeah. before, most often, when you first go out the first couple times, what you'll end up doing is a nervous version of a of a of a of a shitty impression of a comic you like. Yeah, that's exactly. And, and, and then the as first you get three attempts are going to be that. As you go forward, the nervousness will start to seem less, and you're just doing a better shitty impression of a comic right. you like. And then from there, somehow, you just. You okay? Yeah, start. Yeah, we almost had some technical difficulties. Um, from there, you start to develop a comic you like to be. Right. And that changes. Um, so, have you found the comic you would like to be? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Because I, I love your work. I oh, do. thank you. I, I love one-liners. I just don't do them. It's not I, my thing. I really appreciate it. I like to think that uh, I'm neither a one-liner or a story comic. I've seen you do a few, you know, like styles of both. Yeah. What I am is I am a, 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 a sharer of the silly. Okay. That's kind of what I, I appreciate call myself. Silly. Um, I like over-the-top versions and, and yeah. more sly versions. It's, um, it's, I'm okay with uh, both. And you seem to do really well with the smart humor slidden across the table. Does that make sense? Yeah. like You I'm, have a, a great dry delivery of here's a really silly premise that I'm going to slide across the table. You're going to look at it for a second, and then you're going to bust out laughing when it, when it hits you. You've yeah. thought about it like something important is about to be said, and it's not. And it's not. And I think you seem to do that really well. Well, and that's... I've spent my whole life, I think a lot of that stems from, I've spent my whole life, um, I tried to be silly. And what I was told was, don't talk in class. Yeah. Jared, do your homework. Yeah. Jared, it's dinner time. Jared, we have a headache. Jared, it's two o'clock in the morning. You have school. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Turn off the TV. No, you can't watch Comedy Central. You're eight. I think all of that kind of stemmed into a, I have to look at the, I was told to look at the world seriously. And when you look at the world, it's not fucking serious. Like the world is an absurd amalgamation of horse shit. Yeah. It's just bullshit sold to you like reality. Yeah. Um, and when I started my recovery, I uh, I doubled down on my Buddhist kind of... Uh, cool. So you, you're Life practicing practice. Buddhist? Yeah, I'm a practicing cool. Buddhist, uh, daily meditator. Um, I Again, I said it. I'm a Christian, so I appreciate yeah, anybody right with a faith of philosophy. I don't yeah. care what it is, but I appreciate um, that you have one and whatever yeah. that, that is. So that's cool. I don't know a lot about Buddhism. It's a weird um, thing. We I know can... it's mostly a train of thought. Right. And that's not to insult it, no, it's, but it's not it's, like a deity-based no, religion. It's, it's, it's a, a sort of, it's a set of choices. Um, that's kind of how, how I would, it would almost it. be like Christianity with nothing but the 10 commandments. Right. Right. It's, like, I mean, like be hey, a good just, person and good. do your best. Yeah. No. Um, like Buddhism kind of gets mislabeled. It's more awakeism. The goal is, is not to pray to or worship Buddha. Um, he's just the guy who told you how. Right. I respect that. I yeah. That's cool. The goal that. is to wake up to the that. fact that. From a, I also studied science in school for a while. Um, to take it from a physical aspect, you know, quantum physics says that photons, which is moving light, um, travels into your brain and takes from your eye to your brain roughly 0.3 nanoseconds to translate. That mm. then takes a, another 0.9 nanoseconds to then translate back into what is communicable information for your brain to understand right. and process. The processing information then takes another 0.6 nanoseconds. By then, you're up to 1.6 non-seconds or whatever it's called, the next step up there. Um, that information's old. By the time your brain perceives it, it's old. Yeah, it's done. And the next a, thing is moved yeah, on. Yeah, from the physical reality of science, the universe is a lie. Um or is at the very least outdated information. And so the goal is to wake up from the outdated information and be aware of a world that's in the ever-present moment and learn how to react to that with non-judgment and kindness. I think, you know what? So again, I don't know much about Buddhism, but yeah. when you describe it like that, 
That is pretty much everything I thought it would be because you you do get this cartoon image of it a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, Hinduism, um, Taliban, Christian, whatever, or Taliban, uh, Muslim. Fucking, I, I don't mean to be. I just I'm, I'm high, but um, uh, uh, Hinduism, Muslim, um, Christianity, um, um, whatever. Each one has a cartoon version. You see. You know, like right. every the Taliban. The that's why out. I was I was right. that Taliban popped in my mind because <laughs> that's the cartoon right. version of Muslim, and that's right. not true. Yeah, that's. I mean, not it's true, of, but that's not one hundred percent. Right, but that's um, not a fair for representation. Every, for every bad California hippie who's the Buddhist who like I was down at the beach that you want to punch in the face. Right. There's somebody who goes, "Hey, it's just about learning what is and isn't." Uh, important, what I can and can't control, and how to move on knowing yeah. these things. And that's, that's I think, any great philosophy should have some variation of that. Yeah. Buddhists just really focus it more than um, other aspects of other religions. Right. And I think coming from a scientific background of, um, I mean, physics started talking to me in, in uh, high school. Yeah. Um, I took a high school course and was like, holy shit. They're not kidding when they say this is literally the universe talking to you and yeah. math is the because language. Because there is um, a science to existentialism. Right. Um, and people have been trying to unlock keys to what is the soul or where is God or what happens when you die. Right. Um, one of the famous experiments is you hear this supposed 2% of the body that goes missing if you dissolve it into its base components. That's... Yeah, okay. Now what does but, that mean? So theoretically, there's this I don't scientific. Want to get too crazy. I'll go ahead and state this before you get started. Yeah. This is the smartest thing ever said on this show, <laughs> bar none. Like, um, um, probably never to be touched. But oh, this wow. is the smart. Uh, now, if you're wrong, it's the ballsiest attempt to be smartest be smart, thing. Because yeah. I don't know. I can't prove well, this. So, well, we can look it up. But yeah, I don't any, know. This is all new to me. Any fact checkers so, out there? Right. Uh, again, grain you. of salt. I trust you. I'm going off of memory yeah. here I, I, and but the concepts are true right got it got it got from it. my understanding right. 2% of 2% of the body what is that about so theoretically there's this scientific experiment that was run right. when you could still just experiment right, on dead right. bodies like the russian sleep experiment right shit. when that was Which all terrifies still me. okay to do to people mm. um it was found that if you take a living body right me, right here. I'm the example. Right. You, you and take you, me. And you measure its mass, volume, area, and Right. The all science that part of my body. Right. The all weights, those, the fats, everything. All that shit. Got it. And then when you die. Got it. Dead. Me. Boom. Minutes later. Minutes later. Got it. You boil that down in an acid base. Like cannibalism. Like like Jeffrey Dahmer shit. Well, no. Uh, like, like, like into goops. Like okay. it, it just eats you away into molecules. Bacon fat. I mean like right. ba- bacon yeah. fat. Like, yeah. like rendering bacon fat. Right. right. And Got so it. you then measure the volume of all those various elements. Got it. And what's... So your your first number, the alive you, Got it. and the end number, Got it. there's roughly 2% of that volume missing. Okay. Where did it go? People's claim is that soul right? Is the, ah, got it, got it. Could it right. be like water evaporation? I mean, a lot like, of people, a lot of scientific right. theories say it's water evaporation. So, so okay, it's here's chemical the imbalances. It's, if I have a jar of bacon fat and then I boil it down to bacon, you know, like is that the same? I don't know. I guess steam. We would lose some with steam. Maybe that's interesting. I, that's yeah, interesting. I'd like to try that. That the, see, see, here's the thing. I'm not smart enough to appreciate the the hobby of that and the knowledge of that, but. I'm smart enough to know that's awesome to think about. Right. Like, like to me, that's my, as a Christian, 
Um, our, our religion is based in faith. Right. Um, and for me, I've had examples that, again, I don't mind sharing, but I don't like go around talking right. about it all the time. But I've had examples where my faith was tested and proven right. A, a good quick example I give is when my daughter died. Mm. I have a daughter that would be in between my son and my, 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 my youngest daughter who passed away. And um, it's a fucked up time. Yeah. And I, I don't really talk about it super often just because it doesn't come up in conversation. Right. Well, it's not like, hey, tough. I'm Lance. Do we have any Pop-Tarts left? By the way, my daughter died. It's just does not the yeah, way it works. Yeah, it's not exactly. And, um, but during that moment, I experienced peace and, 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 and uh, that I shouldn't have. And I attribute right. a lot of that to um, faith in right. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. And so that's me. Yeah. Again, I don't expect you to believe. You weren't right. there. You didn't feel that. I don't. But right. I did. And so with the faith, um, even though I have science background to a point, I'm an above average intelligent human. I don't specialize in science, but I consider right. myself above average. Tests in school obviously prove that. I was the right. nerd burnout. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I feel that hard. I think a lot of comics are. Yeah. But um, even though that doctrine specific is beyond me i know enough to find it awesome science wise but i'm smart enough to know there could be all kinds of other shit ghosts aliens whatever do i i i'm i'm i guess one of those questioners but hey i trust this it feels right i'm going with it um and i think there's always something but i i think questioning is a healthy part of anyone's faith um I started questioning when I was 12 years old, and ultimately um, I went through some things in my life where my faith was tested and ultimately proved false. And I still do. Um, and, that's, and that's one of those, um, if there's a, I still talk about if there's a God, because my faith wasn't tested in a confirmed negative, just in a personal negative, mm. which means that God's not, in my personal experience, God, it's not that God doesn't exist. God just doesn't exist for me. And I think that's fair. I, I, you can't, and you can't take that any more. Again, not to be an asshole. Right. It's not shitting on me. It just says, "Hey, this doesn't work for me." Right. And, and so I, I think, I, I, as a believer, could not appreciate someone who believes that way is more. That's good. Yeah. It's your thing. And so I think when you start looking at any kind of faith or science, respectively, um, you start getting into this weird sort of moral area too. Yeah, it does. And we those often things, yeah. don't always realize we're doing it. But as soon, I mean, you think about even the jokes we tell. As soon as you, as soon as I pull out that Bible, or as soon as I mention, oh yeah, if you remember my Jews rule set, as oh, soon yeah. as I mention Hollywood died when we kicked the Jews out. People got testy. Oh, yeah. But it's a great joke. But it's a great joke. And it's not um, making fun. It's making fun of the situation, not, not the person. The and um, so I yeah. think there are ways in which questioning are very healthy. Well, And I then agree. I think there are ways that only hurt. If your whole principle... Like, if I came out with that Bible bit, and my whole thing was, there is no God, there is no God, fuck you, you're dumb. That would be really shitty and not funny, and it would hurt people. Mm-hmm. But what I'm coming out is I'm just like, hey, there's some silly shit in here. Hell yeah. We shouldn't take it 100% serious. Well, I'm smart enough to to be one of those people who, this is how I believe, and I've had conversations with non-Christians who are always impressed to hear this, but it's like, hey man, I like the Bible, but I'm not dumb enough not to believe it's not metaphors, poetry. Right. Like, do I think God reached down, picked up a pen, and wrote this book? Are you ridiculous? Do you know how many men have edited? It's still wrote by men. Right. Like, I know there's some... Even if God had 
right. p- picked up the first edition. Is it full of good lessons? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it a great standard to set your sights on? Do you have to realize that stoning this and smothering this and, and killing your children to prevent, like, you know that stuff doesn't count anymore, right? Well, like, like, don't be a moron. So the people the- that are like, you can't be gay and I can't eat shrimp. And it's like, no, nah, man, it's cool. Both, right. both of those things those are, are fine, fine now. Right. Those are cool. We're cool. Here's how well, like, it works. One of my don't be a ones. douche. Um, you know, believe that we're here not to be a douche for God. Right. And you know what? Uh, here's some rules that you should probably, like the 10 commandments. They're right. You should be- probably believe in God those. or not. You got to admit all of those are pretty They're standard. pretty solid rules. Yeah. It's like, no, you're cool with those. If everybody believed a version of those and got through the world, we'd be in a better place. Well, and what you'll see is you start seeing a, a universality through religions when yeah. you start... Um, you don't have to believe a magic man from the sky handed him down on a stone tablet. But if you just looked at him well, and went, no, we can agree with those. I I'm cool. A, I'm I good. I a guy one time. Some of those don't apply to me, like false idols. Yeah. I don't have an idol, so I don't so need I'm you. Good. Yeah. So I mean, like, I'm cool if you edit it to you, but yeah. how about we don't be like, thou shall not kill. No, no, I got to kill unless. some people. No, yeah. no, no. There's you, no unless Yeah, yeah. There should be a few boxes that can't be unchecked. Yeah. Um, you want to commit adultery? That's your business. I mean, commit adultery. I, I don't condone it for myself, yeah, but do what you want to do. Yeah, that's not a cool thing. You shouldn't. Um, um, here's, I'm going to so. boil all of that down to one thing, and I think all religions, creeds, you can agree on one thing. All of those things are personal. Yeah. And they should remain that way. Yeah. You have your moment. I'll have mine. We'll all come back to the middle and be better people. Is that wrong? No, I think that's, I think that's nail on the head right there. Um, And I think that's one of the best parts of Buddhism too, is uh, one of their kind of core principles is like, uh, don't go out and shove it down people's throats. It's not for that. Let them find their path. They'll get there. Let somebody come and ask you. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You, if you if you reflect the principles, people will come and ask, and you'll get your chance. And and Christianity, Judaism, they all have these versions. Like Jesus mm-hmm. even says, "If you live through me, mm-hmm. people will come, and you will have your mm-hmm. chance to evangelize." He's not saying go out and shove it down people's throats. He's saying when they ask, talk to them. I'm here if you need me. Yeah, you that's questions, exactly. Come ask. Yeah, if it's in conversation about beliefs. I'll state mine. Right. That's it. And that's where I am. But so, it should not be a, I think that's how I keep from... to win. No, it shouldn't be. And nobody should finally try to be the Khrushchev chew on the table. Right. That's ridiculous. We're not keeping score here. It's not like everybody counts. You know what? That brings me to a very important point. Uh, that has been a wonderful, wonderful time to hang oh out with gosh, you. Yes. I love this. I love um, this. We talked about getting personal there. We mentioned yeah. it with religion. You mentioned it's not a score. But you know what I think it is, Terry? What is that? I think it is time to have some fun and get personal with a five to drive. Five to yeah. drive. Are you, are, are you familiar with this concept? Uh, the concept sounds pretty okay. straightforward. It, sounds it is like five things to drive the point home. It is five questions I ask every guest to drive this episode home. Let's do it. And we're going to do it. Um, I have had so much fun with you, so I, these answers are going to be a blast. You, you know, we've talked everything and all over the place about yeah. all kinds of things. And I, I do love, again, we talked about outside about top fives. And yeah. I love those videos on YouTube. I think oh, they're yeah. a blast. I, w- so. I watch those more than I care to okay. admit. Yeah. So I absolutely love those. And so I want to do my own version of those. And I've got a couple different things. So um, this is it. The five to drive. Now mm-hmm. I take the first one. 
again, I love watch mojo videos and, and watch culture. Yeah. And I love that shit. So we do a top five and I customize it for each person. Okay. And again, I, I knew you coming into this, you were a bit of a comic book nerd. Yeah. And again, I love underrated, overrated. Okay. So here's what I want. I want your top five. No special order. You do okay. whatever you want. But top five underrated comic book superheroes. Oh, okay. Comic book heroes that really just don't get the credit you think they deserve. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. And any, I mean, any universe, all DC, mix yeah, it up, Marvel, right you know, Image, whatever. So, the first one that leaps to mind for no particular reason is um, is Red Hood. Okay, okay. Red Hood. Red Hood started out as Jason Todd, for those yeah. that don't know. Um, Robin, again. Robin, yeah, he was the second Robin. Dick Grayson grew up, went away to college, became Nightwing, was working in Bloodhaven. Batman was alone. The comic books kind of stagnated, so they decided they needed another Robin. Along came Jason Todd. Right. He was a kind of douchey kid. He didn't really take to Batman's ways. He was a little more violent. Audience little... did not like him. Audience did not like him. So DC launched a campaign. Mm-hmm. Do you want to save him or kill him? Okay. The Joker had exploded him. Batman closed the next to last issue with Batman holding his body. And you had a call in line for whether you wanted him to die or not. This is correct. Yeah. So, turns out people voted for him to die. And he did. And he did. Um, Years later, 2006 rolls around. They decide, you know what? It's time. Let's bring him back. So, they do a very short single arc run called uh, Return of the Red Hood. Right. Or I think they just called it Batman Red Hood. Under, Maybe, under uh, the Red Hood. That's what under it was. The under Hood. the yeah. Red Hood. Uh, again, yeah. I have an Duh. under the Red Hood story when wow. you get done here. But yeah. yes, uh, Red Hood. Uh, so they do this one arc, and now Red Hood is a B-level character running vigilante. with... Vigilante. Yeah, he's a vigilante running with the outlaws who's willing to kill. He's Batman, but he's all over the world working off contract with the government. Batman meets the Punisher. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's an untapped market for um, all sorts of next level stories. He has a bit of a cult wasting. following. He was right. in Injustice 2, which was great. Right. Uh, I love that. The, he was the bad guy. A version of him Arkham was the bad Knight. guy in, in right. Arkham Knight. Right. Um, which is the only one I haven't finished. It's I, a great I, game. I, I like the Arkham series. It's it, the only I one I haven't finished. Except for Origins. I haven't played Origins either. Origins is very good. It's probably um, my favorite of the I series. I got the, I caught up again, much like TV, a lot of time I catch up mm. late on video games. Yeah. I played the remaster Return to Arkham. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you're not going to find a word. So, no, I started on those two. But um, uh, Jason Todd's a good choice. Yeah. Um, I want to tell you quick, uh, before we get going with yeah, your other yeah, four, yeah, yeah. my Under the Red Hood story. I'll make this quick. I came home from work one day, and um, the DC animated universe is amazing. For people that don't know. It's the best. Um, it actually it rivals MCU. a rot run for its money. DC's animated game is off the charts. Oh, my God. Um, Return of the Dark Knight was fantastic. Holy Flashpoint shit. Paradox was beyond amazing. Oh, yeah. um, I don't even like New 52, and um, War was good. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Um, Doom Under was Red, awesome. Uh, Under the Red Hood, the story yeah. of the killing of Jason Todd um, right. that you just described is in a DC animated movie. Right. Um, and the Joker, who is played by, in that, I think, is that John, um, uh, the guy from Adventure Time? Yeah. And, um, uh, and I know he did the Joker in something. Yeah. I think that's it. But that's anyway. That's the one. Because it's the only Joker not done by Mark Hamill, Hamill because Mark yeah. Hamill refused to take the role because it was it's the only gory. time Joker ever actually killed an he ally of the Bat beat, family. He beats Robin to death with a crowbar. I came yeah. home from work. My son was about four or 
possibly five. Oh, no. Do we see where this is going? Oh, God. And so I come home, and I owned a bootleg copy right. that was randomly on the bar just sitting there face right. up. Oh, no. And I came home, and we were talking, and Lindsay goes, by the way, what is this? Now, at the time, my son loved Batman. Batman Not birthday. Anymore. Batman. Because here's the deal. I got him hooked early right. on 66 Adam West. boy. Yeah. And oh he took God. a little bit to the animated series, but he yeah. loved 66 Adam West. I grew up on animated series. That's what really uh, I grew up on Adam West and animated series was great, but that's what he loved. Yeah. She happened to find this Batman DVD. She's home. He's preschool. He's yeah, right. just chilling. Teletubbies are off. Let me yeah, throw this not? in. Yeah. And Robin gets Brutally, savagely, bloodily beaten to death by the Joker. And then blown and up. And that's the moment she runs in screaming, kicks the DVD off, and thinks, I'm just a douchebag because I own this copy of this Way movie. Way to go. So that's my Red Hood story. That's so awesome. The Red Hood is a fantastic uh, yeah. uh, entry. Way to, way to lead right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. All right. Top five underrated superheroes. Red Hood, um, number two. Okay. Number two has to be the amazing bag man. The Amazing Bagman was a one-story appearance of Peter Parker and the Fantastic Four. What okay. had happened was he was fighting a new bad guy okay, um, who had managed to incinerate his spider suit. And so he manages to land at the Fantastic Four's building. He's, like, talking to them about what's going on. He's in nothing but his skivvies. Um, and they loan him a jumpsuit. And he's like, well, I can't web-sling in a Fantastic Four suit with no mask across New York back to my house. So he dons a bag. And Johnny okay. Storm, who is also a wisecracking young man, uh -huh. feels a little encroached upon and so slaps a kick-me sign on the back of okay. Spider-Man's back. Okay. I'm feeling better about my list as you go, by the way. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I had some obscure ones on here, and I was like, I'm going to get shit, but I, I feel bad because I make a list too. Okay, I like to yeah, compare, right so on. I always make my own. Whatever I write for you guys. Yours. See, I love that. I love yeah. the sharing. So whatever I make for you guys, I plus it allows, if I can't answer five, you're not on the spot. Because I right. put you guys on the spot, I have days to think about it. Right. So um, I, I always try and write my own, and it goes, well, if I can't do it, you can't do it on the fly. Right. So, again, these are things I can do as well that I enjoy. Right. So, uh, my list feels better by the moment. But oh, back, awesome. so it's Peter Parker in the classic blue and white Fantastic Four with a paper bag on his head and a kick me sign on his back. Yeah. And he's known as Bagman. The amazing Bagman. So, but it's all Peter, it's Spider Man's it's, powers. Yeah. It's Peter Parker. That is insane. It's that is so insane. goofy. It was a one arc thing, and I wish they would bring it okay, back. Yeah, they that's, brought it that's back awesome. as like little cameo costumes. And Does some he games pop and up stuff. in the Spider Verse? Yeah, yeah, okay, he'll pop okay. up from like okay. you'll get those like crossover I, episodes. I too stuff. have an entry from the Spider Verse in awesome. my list, so nice. I have I have an obscure uh, a childhood favorite from the okay. Spider Verse. So okay, so those are good. So uh, what's your uh, number three? All right, number three um, is Impulse from Young Justice and from uh, the Titans. He is the grandson of Barry Allen. His name is... Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, black suit. is a, We get the black suit the, and the yellow straw lightning. Yeah. The, okay, yeah, well, yeah. The, yeah the, it's Kid Flash's uniform, but black and yellow, yellow instead yeah, of red yeah, and yellow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I've seen it. I didn't watch yeah. Young Justice. I know of it. Yeah. I'm not a huge Teen Titans fan, even though I grew up with the classic Titans with the appearance yeah. of Deathstroke. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Slade even, I, when was actually was the Terminator. Yeah. Uh, you know, most people don't realize he was originally called Deathstroke the Terminator. Yeah. And um, Arnold Schwarzenegger came along and they were like, no, he's uh, just Deathstroke. He's just Deathstroke. But, um, so I grew up with that Teen Titans, never was a big fan. 
Yeah. I like the idea of sidekicks forming their own group. Right. I'm cool with right. that. But I, I didn't do any of Young Justice, but I've seen that okay. character like on games, videos, yeah. and stuff. Um, so, okay. I don't know anything about Impulse, yeah. but clearly a speedster. That's yeah, a big he thing. travels back in time to try and prevent um, a world-ending apocalypse. Oh, huh, sounds familiar. Um, ends uh, up staying. Almost derivative. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very derivative, but he's a very DC's good character. terrible for that, for the derivative right. multi... Their multiverse is so obnoxious. Yeah. And it's, it's so annoying. I mean, well, so Marvel then, has them, but Marvel doesn't like... Right. Constantly it shove it in your face. Yeah. The nice thing about Impulse that sets him apart, the, the thing that makes him no longer derivative is really that um, he comes in from the future mm-hmm. and he doesn't tell anyone. He's just like, hey, I'm I'm on vacation. I'm just visiting, seeing what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, he hangs out. He saves the world, blah, blah, blah. He can't go back. He's stuck. That's pretty derivative. Sure. But the thing that really sets him apart is that he tries to be his own person. Okay. Like, the whole point is to come back and still be his own person. Sounds a little hero. Booster Gold-esque. Well, Booster was trying to just make a name. Right. Whereas Impulse wasn't trying to make the history books. He was just trying to... Survive. Survive. Okay. He was just trying to I, not... I'm familiar with the Alan lineage. Obviously, I get yeah. the, the basic shtick, but yeah. I, I know the character. But I, I don't know. I've never seen him in anything that I know of. Yeah. So that's cool. Impulse. Very, very humble, but still you, very... You watch the DC shows? Yes. Uh, has he been on Flash? I, no, I'm, I'm way yet. behind on Flash as well. Not yet. Um, um, my um, wife and I were into Flash and Arrow, and we it was just overwhelming. There was so yeah, many, so, so many we many fell now. behind. So Because um, um, I know they've showed Wally and a few yeah. others. Um, uh, we Impulse. haven't seen Impulse yet. I'm waiting for Probably. Bart. I'm waiting on him. Cool. Um, number four. Yeah, all right. so far so good. Let's uh, see. Number four. Oh, I got to think for a second. Yeah. Uh, number four. This is where everybody gets stuck. Yeah. Right at the gate, somebody's got to get some good. Yeah. And then you start thinking too much. Yeah. And you see? overthink. That's number all four right. always is the overthinker. And there's an answer oh, right in front of your face. I know. Spider Man 2099. Okay, okay. I'll take two from the Spider-Man universe. I don't like the 2099 stuff at all. I throw, That's what sold me on Spider-Man was, I was like, all right, I grew up on the cartoon. I'll give Peter a chance. And I wasn't enjoying the early 2000s story arc. Yeah, I didn't like, um, I didn't like Punisher 2099. I know I that's loved, when Batman Beyond came out. I just don't like that shit. Right. I, I never have. Yeah, uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed... There was enjoyed, something else. There was Spider-Man, Punisher. Was it X-Men 99? X-Men 99. Okay. They did... Um, I know those were the big three they when did, they came out. like... Daredevil 99 was one I had. I never, they saw, did, that. Um, I never saw that. Electra 99. They were uh, all one-shots. Okay, a lot yeah, of them were one-shots. But I just, I, the shtick doesn't do yeah. it for me. But it, a, a huge fan base, so that's cool. I just... Yeah. Um, um, uh, I, I'm so it has that. a very cult following in the Marvel Universe, but yeah. like, I feel like um, having Miguel O'Hara as Spider-Man, and especially in a futuristic version of New York, trying to deal with mm. um, the fact that these heroes have all existed before, and now you have... What are essentially um, amped up rogue versions destroying things, making things harder and worse. You know the one I hate? What? Spider Gwen. It's the most yeah, dumb. It's dumb. And, and like the fan base is like so stupid. It's like, why do you love this character? This is dumb as shit. Dumb as shit. All right. So Red Hood, Bagman, brilliant. Oh, that's so awesome. Impulse, I like that. And Spider 2099, not mine, but yeah, I but dig right. it. So who rounds it out? Who's All number right. five? We're going to close out the list. You got a good list, by the way. I'm impressed. This is good. With Flashpoint Batman. I'm- oh, 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 bravo. Oh, 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 no. That's 
I saved him for last. I uh, almost threw him out of Thomas the game first. Wayne. Thomas Wayne as dude, Batman. Dude, again, for anybody that's listening, I'm, I'm not going to cut you off, but for anybody who's listening who hasn't seen Flashpoint Paradox mm. the day, watch it. It now. is amazing. Pause Thomas this Wayne and go watch. Yeah, it. and then come back and listen and to what listen. he's about to say because Thomas Wayne in that. Yeah. Uh, and to 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 refresh, um, in this alternate universe, Bruce dies in the alley, right? And Thomas becomes Batman. Batman. And here's what I've said about the psychological difference. There, imagine. The change that comes from losing a child versus a With child losing, losing a parent. parent. It's two totally it is different. Two, two totally different things, and it creates two different paths. So yeah. great, great choice in Thomas Wayne. I want I want uh, DC's Rebirth series to give me a whole comic series of Thomas Wayne. That's what I'm waiting on. Um, I know it's probably not going to happen, but Thomas Wayne has such an interesting psychology. We've spent how many years now de- delving into the various psychological aspects of, of Bruce Wayne? Also, which, being the diva that I am, love his version of the costume. Oh, my God, yes. It's so with, the fit, with the spikes and the, yeah, the it's got red that, eyes. It's oh. got that Frank Miller touch. Yeah. And which I, again, I love You can only I liked it in Batflick. I liked Ben Affleck's physical uh, suit that he wore. I loved it. So, all right. Um, I, yeah, I Thomas liked, Wayne is great. I have liked all of the Justice series of movies. This, I haven't caught up, but I like I, I like Ben Affleck. We saw Batman versus Superman, which I didn't like. I, I liked all of them. It's just boring. To me, it's, it's okay. It's slow. It's boring. Um, what it read as was like new uh, year one. It was year one for me. See, I think it, it was one of those where they take I know take it's a, not like the same story. But I, to me, what it was was I love the Dark Knight Returns, which is a great story. Yeah. Have you read that? Yeah. Or seen the anime? I do enjoy that Fantastic. story. Fantastic. So to me, it did what um, so many comic movies do where they go, I'm going to take just the slight thread from this and we're going to take it, but we're not going to take enough. And so right. I saw what it could have been right. and I was a little disappointed. So I can totally uh, yeah. understand that aspect of seeing it that way. Uh, um, wanted. I the movie Wanted yeah, with Thomas McAvoy, or, uh, McAvoy, has James the same, McAvoy, James McAvoy yeah. has the same effect. Yeah. The book is so good. See, with and the, both the of those, I was so lucky shitty. enough, I read the books after. Okay, that would So help. I went in with this graph, this uh, essentially moving motion comic idea. Yeah. Um, wanted is so good and underrated. So essentially I got the voices and then went to go read the correct story, which was kind of a nice way to do it. I am so glad you said that. The reason I, I, I say that, um, that's how I did Harry Potter. Yeah. And so... I am so thankful. All but book seven, the last one, yeah. I did not. I, I read first. Yeah. Um, I have a. Well, reading, but at that point, you can. You I know. had a reading issue. Uh, I have dyslexia, and so yeah. I cannot sit down with a book. But I do audiobooks. Oh, okay. Harry Potter is very fucking expensive. Yeah. To buy them all, even used at a store like McKay's, it's like three, four hundred dollars. Holy shit! No shit. Um, because they get bigger and thicker and yeah. more expensive as they go. A friend of mine bought a computer at a pawn shop. In the hard drive was the audiobook for all seven books. Hey. So for about 40 bucks in blank CVD, DVD or CDs, I got Harry Potter audiobooks. That's awesome. Narrated by Jim Dale. Oh, that's the best. They're kind. great. Yeah. So anyway, guy. so I I had seen all the movies except seven. It hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Um, so when I went to read the books, um, I knew what Harry looked like. Yeah, I knew what a this. Dementor looked like. Right. But oh, that when they tell the extra bits of the story that aren't in the movie, I still visually can picture it because I, it's, it's right. in context. So I, too, prefer to see the movie and, and then, then read, read the book. Yes. I would rather have to I fill in and or correct. I prefer that, too. Than yeah. 
So. Uh, now, my only exception to that is um, any Stephen King adaptation. Oh, I fucking hate Stephen King. Really bad. I mean, that's fine. Um, I go back and forth. I like a lot of his work. Um, I highly respect his ability to write. I like the movies based on his work. Yeah. I don't like... I can see I've that. I've tried to listen to a few audio versions of Stephen King, and they're awful. Yeah, awful. I can see that. Awful. I can see that. I have a great hatred for the gunslinger. Oh, um, I, I love... Fucking, oh, Dark Tower is my series. Oh. Okay, so... I mean... I've told the story before, but... The quick of it is that I love the idea. I love yeah. the character. Um, it is so wordy. I hated it, but I knew I wanted to like it. Yeah. And I struggled, like chewing through a meal. I oh, fucking yeah. fought it. There are times uh, where so that bad. And like I, that. I wanted to give up, but I was like, this is so cool. And I want to, okay. And I get all the way to the end, the very end. So if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. He's at the campfire with the kid. We're the last few yeah. pages of the book. And that's when my tape player ate the tape. And I've never, ever half finished it. <gasps> I have no idea oh how it finished. I worked so hard. You made so it so hard, long. And it ate my tape at that oh moment. God. And I have no Even idea. Even the tape player is like, so, I can't do it anymore. Great hatred for that, but that's a Fair. personal thing. Fair. So uh, that is a fantastic list. Uh, uh, Thomas Wayne was the I mean dude that's like anal cream pie what a way to finish that is fantastic wow. that is that is I mean oh it's primo God. like I couldn't have asked for a better oh explosion of a top five wow well that's definitely a uh, graphic way to describe that's, it that's I'm high flattered. up on that's yeah. high up on my standards wow that's um, so you have to pay for that online usually uh, sometimes sometimes uh, I have to pay for Unless it at home. Unless you use Pornhub. Yeah. I have to pay for it at home if well, I want it. That's a given. So here, here's what I came up with. Okay. Number one is very important to me. Okay. And one of my all-time favorite period, Plastic Man. Yes, Plastic I am Man. A, I am a huge Eel O'Brien fan. Um, I love him deeply. Uh, I've always thought he was just the greatest cheese ball. Oh, I loved yeah. it. So He's Plastic Man is big for me. Okay. All right. Respect. Uh, number, I like plastic. Yep. Yeah, me too. Me too. He, uh, he was always he was the comic relief for comics. And the funny thing is, he's actually one of the most powerful characters in the DC yeah. universe, and yeah, people don't realize just, it because he's a joke. Um, right. I have some again audiobooks. I have some DC comic audiobooks. Oh, awesome! Comic books on tape. Yeah, so you can great. like flip along and no, no, it's pure audio. Um, what it is is it's by a company called Graphic Audio, okay. and what they do is. I would say a modern version of old-timey radio shows. So they read the story. So they have a narrator, but they have different actors acting out the parts. They have some sound effects. Their tagline is a movie in your mind. So um, they've done some DC. They've done some Marvel. They've done like Days of Future Past. They've done um, Blackest Night or Darkest Night. Uh, Yeah, Blackest Night. Um, They've done a bunch of different things. They did Deadpool. But I own um, uh, a Flash series called, um, shit, can't think of the name of the book, but it's a Flash one, um, which and they're really adult. Like yeah. um, the villain in this is a, a singularity that turns out to be. Um, uh, they tried to create a speedster and it broke loose. So it's a Frankenstein Scooby Doo. Oh kind yeah, of yeah. I vaguely remember. I haven't. Um, I don't. Own and it. then um, the other one I have it. is a Superman, Martian Manhunter, Lobo of Last Sons. Oh nice. This alien collector yeah. is collecting the last, and Lobo, Superman, and Martian Manhunter are all, all the, the last. last yeah. So, um, but it's great. And like, cause Lobo, like, is the main man, right? Like, yeah. so the Lobo dude is like this. And then all fetal's geese and. And but of, then of course, course you have got... Martian Manhunter, who's the most straight-laced, but Superman 
it's, and you've got Clark, who's always the straight man. Yeah, and so they would read their own parts, but yeah. then you would have the narrator come in and be like, Flash ran as fast as he could. <laughs> I'm here. What's up? And so it's like it's oh, that's already, awesome. they're great. I love them. They're a lot of fun. I want Um, graphic audio. Check it out. Graphic audio. Okay, cool. um, um, Download them online or truck stops. (laughs) Or truck stops. That if that's not the perfect advertisement for a product, you can download it online and truck truck stops stops are the best place to get books on tape. Oh yeah, yeah. And Um, Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Yeah. I was gonna say my grandmother uh, and I used to get the the Hank the Cow Dog tapes for our trips down to Alabama Um, to visit family. What I was saying is Plastic Man is in them. Okay, and basically he it's it's constantly shut the fuck up, Donnie. Oh my god, that's every time he would he was like, well, Batman, and they're like, stuff it, O'Brien. Like so, it's basically shut the fuck up, Donnie, for Plastic Man through the whole thing. So I love it, love it. But Plastic Man number one, yeah. Number two, also important, favorite comic book character, all genre, anything, Angel. Warren Worthington okay. III. Can You're going to make Georgia real happy with that one. She uh, loves Angel. My favorite comic book character of all time. Nice. And I like classic Angel. Yeah. Red and white or blue okay. and white. White, uh, blonde hair, tuft out, coming out. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Um, you don't Archangel's like that whole, okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's not my favorite. Um, I, I prefer classic. Okay. Uh, original Angel. That's my favorite. So right I, I'm a huge fan. Um, loved the way he was portrayed in X-Men 3. Hate okay. that he was wasted. Yeah. I, I felt like I felt it in the moment the first time I watched that movie. I was like, "You have wasted this character." Perfect. He's you done. Threw perfect. him away yeah. in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible because that guy nailed it. Yeah. Um, again, my entry from the Spider Verse, a huge favorite of mine when I was a kid. I had a ton of the comics. My wife thinks I'm a moron. Spider Ham. The yes. Peter Porker. Yes. Is the greatest. I love I it. I love it. I, if nothing else, he should have a better cult following. Yeah. There I should love... be a... That is perfect for the people who love the weird. Yeah, and I do. Again, B-movie kid, Bobby yeah, Hill. Bobby Hill finds exactly. a Spider-Ham, co- Spider-Ham comic and just was like, Look here, Dad! Look you know, this. that was... And that was me. And I yeah. love when I, my wife laughed. She was like, "No way!" And I was like, "Yeah." Yeah. Fuck and she yeah. was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah." He was a spider that was bit by a radioactive pig, and he turned into oh, Peter, Peter Porker, Parker. Spider Ham. Yeah. And she was like, "This isn't real." And I was like, "Totally it's, real." It's so I I it. love Spider Ham. Yeah. Right. On. Um. My it was great writing. I forget who wrote that particular arc, but it was great. I writing. would love, love, love a CGI like a DreamWorks or Pixar version of oh Spider-Ham. That would be so cute. Disney, Marvel, Get if you're it. listening, Get on if anybody it. at Disney or Pixar, please do, please do, please buy Spider-Ham out of your Marvel property and right. make that, trust me, you You've fucking, made nine Spider-Man yeah, movies and like, fucked it up every like, time. Come on, do that. And you know what I want? I want fucking somebody like Paul Rudd to do the voice. Oh my God, oh, yes. I, That's what I want. So that, that would, would be, be fantastic. Perfect. Oh, or again. Jason Siegel. Get Ryan Reynolds. Oh, you already yeah. Yeah, him, be, you know, yeah. buy, buy him over. That'd be, Jason Siegel would be great. Yeah. Um, that'd be awesome. So, again, big fan of mine. But the next one, I know people are going to be like, come on, underrated. But here's the thing. I think he is a top-notch player okay. that gets relegated to borderline sidekick, and yeah. that is Shazam. Yes, you're absolutely right. I, I, He's I always the backup. the big red cheese. Well, and um, the Billy movie, Babson. 
Billy, I, I love the, the idea of the kid, the yeah. mythology, yeah. meeting the old wizard who gives him the... Exactly. I think it's great. I think well, it's and great. it looks like this new movie coming out is entirely accurate to the Billy Babson storyline arc. Uh, it, I feel like they're not doing anything original with no, Shazam. No. They're just making a live-action version of... He gets tons of play, but it's always, like, fifth in line. Right. Always. And, you know, like, I he mean, could beat Superman. He's way cooler he's backstory. He's literally more powerful than Superman. And so, um, that's a big one for me. I love right him. I've always I thought he was Shazam. awesome. Now, here's the thing. With a new movie, I'm not crazy about that version. Originally, he had adult mind as adult Shazam, yeah, yeah. kid mind as Billy. Yeah. And I like that better, yeah. but I understand this is a new version, still can, and I'm willing to give yeah. it a shot. Well, it looks and, good. Well, and um, this seems to be more like um, in Young Justice, he plays a big part yeah. um, in the cartoon animated series. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, he's kind of one of the the early Justice League secondary Big players. Big player like, in Kingdom Come, just not the way I like. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, we uh, will... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Young Justice, I said maybe I'll so, get check it out because I, so like, I like the big red the cheese. End of so. Justice League Unlimited, which is the second story arc right. of Justice League, he starts becoming a big player okay. as that second that wave of series. heroes. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of the main guy from the second wave okay. when they started getting hundreds of heroes. Um, and then Young Justice starts, and he's kind of the go between between the Justice League and Young Justice. Hmm. Because it's found out he's a thirteen-year-old when he's not right. Shazam, and in that series, it's oh, I not get it. that okay, he that is. Makes sense. Like, can both people can relate? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Um, and so in that series, it's not so much that Billy is the thirteen-year-old and Shazam is a grown-up with the wisdom. Mm. It's that they both kind of share it. It's okay. almost like Blue Beetle, where it's See, a symbiotic. I, I liked it when it was Hulk just backwards. Yeah, you know what I mean? I like I liked it when it was Hulk okay. backwards. I liked the the uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, the yeah. werewolf. I, I, I like that. that. I feel like that would uh, that uh, Firestorm to me is that, that I love would, that. Yeah, one. that would add a whole certain level of risk to giving Shazam the power. Yeah, you know that that I you think just the don't have good, with, though. I yeah. want to check it out, but uh, I do like the. Um, Original dynamic better, but you know, again, I don't hate on it. Well, in the um, original not dynamic was has it? to be the same all right. the time. Well, in the original dynamic is what allowed Kingdom Come Shazam, right? Uh, was That's because true. it was truly that Shazam got tired of having to say the word and go away. Right. So yeah, which could only happen if he was his own person. Yeah. Um, That's true. So I That's think. True. And he was a great villain in that, especially yeah, when was. it's that 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 Shyamalan twist at the end. You're like, yeah, you're, I did oh, not see that coming. Fuck! And they got me the first yeah. time. Like yeah, the me first too. time I read Kingdom Come, by the time I got to the end, I was like, fuck. Because I was a big fan going Shit. into it of Shazam. I, he's yeah. always been my fa- aesthetically. Yeah. He's more pleasing than it's Superman. It's still hard sometimes seeing him in animated stuff and rationalizing that that's canon. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna happen down the road. I loved Kingdom Come. So, if you've never read it, you have to check yeah, it out. You it's guys amazing. Have, it's, it's the art, Alex Ross. Oh my god, oh, Alex oh. Ross is one of my favorite artists, Dude, and I, he watercolored this whole book. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's good. fantastic. That is a great list, dude. Great list. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, and my right, last. I got out. one more. I got one more. Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Martian Manhunter is always backup. He was created to be Superman, also. but better. Yeah. And he never gets any play. Mm-hmm. Boring? Yes. Like, personality-wise, but boring. But he's supposed to be. Exactly. But it's perfect. That's the um, point. He's not you know, charismatic. Superman with telepathy? Are you kidding me? It's fucking yeah. Jugger Jedi. He's yeah, amazing. It's, yeah. Yeah. You want unbeatable character. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm a big Martian Manhunter supporter. Yeah. Um, and he's great in those uh, Justice League books, which, again, yeah. check them out. Definitely. I think they actually have a Young Justice series for that, that series. I do believe I they believe have Young's, started. Uh, I believe the graphic audio, the Movies in Your Mind books. Oh, I oh, think wow. they have some Young Justice. I'm going to check those All right. out. Uh, graphic audio. I'll write it down for you, I believe. Yeah. Great list. Now, here's where we go into where everybody gets the same questions. Yeah. Okay. This is my James Lipton all right. What's your favorite sound? So here we go. This right. is a good one. And again, I, being a deadbeat of comedy, love the the gang mentality, the stable for wrestling. Right? Are you a wrestling yeah. fan? No. Okay. Familiar with the terminology? But yeah. Stables. The okay. four horsemen. Yeah. Fabulous freebirds. Yeah, I got you. In comic book terms, the group, the right. X-Men, the, the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, etc. I love it. I always wanted to be part of a super group. Right on. And so in wrestling, we have the four horsemen, and that's the one we use as a metaphor the most. Okay. But for comic book fans, we suggest the Fantastic Four because yeah. it fits the number. One night, you get your own Fantastic Four. Okay. What three living celebrities do you choose? Oh, shit. Yep. For just a catch-all, it's just your gang. Whatever, oh, it's shit. your, it's your gang. Go, whatever you do, up whatever. Yeah, it's your posse. It's whatever you want. Your night, oh, the Roxbury. You get three living celebrities to make up your super team slash wrestling stable. All right, Steve Colbert. Good choice. I feel like a night out with that guy would just be wild, and the fact that he has kids now, like that's only gonna make the night better. Um, you know, he's gonna have. All sorts of shit to pull out. He knows people. He's going to... He's so smooth. Yeah. So oh, smooth. he's awesome. Oh, my God. He's going to make the night great. Um, hmm. That's a good start. That is... Oh, my God. We've had some interesting lists, so you can't go wrong. Yeah. We've had porn stars, presidents... Oh, okay. Wrestlers, uh, uh, everything. I'd probably bring Joe Biden. I feel like... Okay. I just feel like... I think that is our first vice president, though. Okay, so you know, um, you know those memes <coughs> when Trump was first the yes girls and like girl, where he's like calling Hillary and Barack. Yeah, yeah, and you remember the ones like I right planted as they dog were... poo in the bed. And yeah, yeah, yeah the, they're funny. I got Trump funny. Yeah, they're funny. They're very um, funny. I feel like that's not that far a stretch really? from who Joe is. I I watched him for eight okay. years. Yeah, he was the guy who was joking around. On camera behind Trump in the Senate House. We, uh, House. We, I've said it on here before. There. I'm 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 right wing. I'm conservative. Yeah. Not a fan of Barack Obama's policy. Right. Like on. the dude. I would yeah. kick it with Barack. Yeah. And oh, I'd hang out with like, Barack. I mean, like super. He's cool. not coming. So tonight, you think Biden's that way? Like, because I think Biden I, would be I crazy. Picture I think that. Biden is cool as hell, okay. dude. Yeah. Biden okay. seems like a cool little cut up of a dude. Uh, it's a good choice. Okay. Yeah. Again, um, not a fan politically. I might like the person. Don't know that well. Yeah. Right on. That's a great start. So we have a comedian and we. We have a vice president, so all right. Where, where where's our where's our third slot going? Because remember, fourth oh, slot is you. Yeah. Where's our third slot going? Oh my god. Uh let's see. Number three. Yeah. I don't know. Uh let's see. Who who's in my little bag of tricks yeah. right now? Um. Like I said, we, we, my, we, we've had some odd stuff. Tree. We've tried to pay attention, but um, we've had uh, writers. We've had Neil deGrasse Tyson's. You know, we've had you know everything. who I'd hang out with? Yeah. I'd fucking hang out with a fucking Richard Dawson. Okay, from Family Feud? No, no, uh -huh. that's Richard. 
or that is Richard Dawson. No, Rick, Richard Dawkins is who I meant. Yeah. Excuse me. Who is Richard Dawkins? He is an evolutionary biologist okay. um, and a devout militant atheist. Okay. And the reason I would hang out with him is one, I really agree with a lot of what he says. But two, you know that taking him out for a night with the other two guys, right. someone's getting in a fight. So he's in that that um, Bill Nye, Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah, level, like Carl Sagan when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah so he, okay, okay, don't know the name, but that's cool. Okay. Yeah, he's a cool awesome. dude. I like kind of that. an ass. He's okay. kind of a shithead. Um, but he's, that's okay. He's uh, a Alex real Jones big, is on my list. Yeah. No, he's <laughs> so. a real big dick about it, but like. If you believe in him, then he's a dick for the good. If you don't, then it's going to start a fight. And okay. if I'm taking the three best people in the world, in my opinion, out, yeah. then I want to fight at the end of this night because the four of us are throwing down. I like it. I like it. Uh, that is a great list. That's good. Thank you. All right. What's your list? Uh, so for my my list on that one, I did uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dope. Uh, Tom Waits. Okay. And Tom Alex Waits Jones. is cool as shit. Yeah. I love Tom Waits. I'm a huge fan. I've got a chance to see him live twice. Oh, wow. And uh, one of them, they were actually recording a live album. So I got to be nice. at the audience of her live oh, album. Oh, that's cool. Glitter and Doom. It was great. So is that any different than a normal show's live audience or is it? No. Do no. they tell you or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew like the posters were recording of blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. So. Um, um, and he just did a concert, but when you get the record, um, uh, it's like these couple songs are from Chicago, these yeah. couple songs are from Knoxville, these couple songs. Really? And it's just like a live album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And it's I cut with like that. between applause and stuff. And so I always figured yeah. it was always the same. Um, like a stand-up comedian um, does the same show oh, on the shit. road for six months. And then a lot of times they'll record the same because sh- they're doing it in a different town and it's not yeah. on Netflix yet. So yeah. it's new to each one of those people. Finally, they get it perfect and then they film it over about three or four days. Now, a lot of them aren't. A lot of them do shoot live just yeah. like in the studio. Some bands go in, play a song, and they're done. <laughs> but some go in and record this track and this track. But a lot of comedians do do the show a couple times and then edit the footage they need together. So a lot of the specials you see are like two or three different nights. Wow, I never knew that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we talked a little bit briefly earlier, um, and I can kind of guess the rationale here, but I'm curious what the thinking is on Alex Jones here for a night out for your okay. for your posse. Okay, so I for get me to like sit down and have a conversation or something. I think why again, the posse? I think I use the Howard Stern example. Have you seen Howard Stern's Private Parts? Yeah. Okay. So in that, Howard really exposes how the real him that he knows is too wacky to be real, he lets out in the character. Right. But it's still a core of like his sense of humor, like childish, but yeah. he's like more timid about it. Well, um, did you see Alex Jones on Joe Rogan? No, I didn't. Do they sit down and drunk whiskey and got high? And so um, it's a hoot. And, okay. and so I think deep down, um, I don't know how much of that stuff he really believes. Um, and I'm okay, again, if you believe whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But I don't care. I think the great amount it's... of it is character. Okay. And I think now what happened is he's went so far, he's fucked himself up. So, again, he can't uh, turn I think back he can't now. turn back. I think he's, he just he's only, sold it. He can only escalate. Yeah. What I think has happened is he sold it so much, so many crazy people jumped on board and validated it, and now he can't fall back. Yeah. So he's bound to be a martyr for the moron um when it was all i think just this kind of part real part joke um you know and so that's what in the same way as Stephen colbert has these uh i'm so perfect because but you okay. know he's really taking the shot i was gonna ask yeah. like it did you think that alex jones was originally attempting to be colbert's yes. colbert from yes. the 
Yes, I, I do. I do. Okay. But I think he is really probably you think a it right just wing. Accidentally went the wrong way. I think he really is somebody like me who's like small government, pay your taxes, right? Um, and and so on. And so I think. We but you would, think he was trying? To... I think it's. I think he tried too hard and got too caught up. But okay. I think the real person's pretty tight. Gotcha. I really do. So, okay. Yeah. And again, Tom Waits is amazing. He seems just crazy enough um, to maybe be fun yeah. if you stay on his good side. And would like just. He seems like the guy that was like, no, 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 guys, I, I got this too. I'll pay for this. Why don't tell you what? Why don't, why don't we get the big steak where if, if you eat it within 30 minutes it's free that'll be fun like well I'll get I, I don't care I'll pay for it but no, I know they're $200 it's good I'll take care of it just trust I'll me I'll sell more supplements but, uh, we'll sell more supplements let's order those uh, I think they also come with a couple baked potatoes uh uh, so I, I think he would okay. be that guy. Okay. I think he would be just that's a good guy enough. to have on your side. A Hunter S. Thompson esque, where you're yeah, just like, but you're just along for the ride, stable. going, yeah, this is cool, dude. Hunter S. Thompson would be one of those guys that I would never get in the car with, but I would definitely sit next to at the bar. Oh yeah, okay. you know what okay. I mean? That's good. Like, that's good. That, that's a good, good one. So, yeah, that's good. Okay. All right. Next. Uh, again, I told you I like all kinds of bad shit. I'm terribly uh, uh, sad to have to say that most of my actual likes fall into these categories. Yeah, right. But what's your guilty pleasure? What's oh the gosh. thing you love that you know you should be embarrassed that you love, but you're not? Oh, man. Um, my life. We've already exposed your love for Gundam models. No, so. yeah, I love Gundam models. See, no, I, um, you know, I like disco and B-movies and terrible, terrible bro country. You know, I have this, I love shitty 90s, like, hits. Like, I will routinely go to... Like music? Yeah. Okay. I will routinely... Like Ace of Base and shit? Yes. I, I will routinely throw on, like, 98 Degrees, Ace of Base, uh, the boy band 18s. Thing. Oh, my God. He's the boy band thing, but I love, fucking so, love Ace of Base. So recently I re- I made a playlist. I had this CD when I was like eight. Okay. And it was called Now That's What I Call Music Volume 2. Most wow, because we're up to up. Now that's what I call volume music 1 million something retarded. 68 is the current okay. volume out wow. now. Um, I Googled it the other day trying to find the playlist. What do they come out, one a year? Something like okay. that. I don't know. Maybe two a year. I've never owned one. Yeah. So, so I, I had, I, that's the only one I ever had. Um, but it was formative music. It was the first time I ever had music that was mine to listen to. It was, so I was feeling nostalgic and I made it. And uh, I tell you, it's, it's had more plays hmm. than I thought it would. Nice. I um, love that stuff too. I was, yeah. I was in high school. And again, I loved cheese back then. Yeah. So when again an Ace of Base come out, I was mm-hmm. like, ooh, um, I own Spice World. Not afraid to admit yeah, it. No, I love I loved Spice, Spice Girl. World. That was. Uh, I'm a diehard Hootie and the Blowfish fan. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so I love it. Love it. That's good. Okay. Good choice. Yeah. Um, and again, I thought uh, uh, watching shitty videos on YouTube yeah. is a big one. That's a. I I have a lot of them. Like me I too. mean, I, I could told make you, a. I mine. could slew them out <laughs> given <laughs> time to think about it. Yeah. But that's probably. That's a good one. That's yeah, a good one because that one's special to me too. Yeah. That's like that. That hits the childhood mm. for me. All right. So. Yeah. We take the emotional ride through loves and likes. Okay. Now we're going to get personal, like we said. Yeah. And we, we're going to drop it down before we finish it out on a high note, take so don't panic. Um, Boys and girls, when you get you serious down to special. it, um, you do. And that is something that I wasn't going to say, is you do have somebody special, and mm-hmm. somebody will care when you're gone. Yeah. And so someday will come when you, you are no longer in this mortal uh, shell. Yeah. And you have to leave a legacy. What do you want carved on your tombstone? Wow. Yeah. You know, um, 
that's a thing I've thought about before. I know that's kind of a weird no. thing for someone to no. say. I don't know how many other people think about that routinely. Everybody but who comes on this show. I've thought about it. Um, <laughs> I I honestly would want it to be simple. Um, everybody, I think, wants to be famous or leave a big mark or, or leave a big footstep even or however you want to phrase it. Um, and, and I do. I would love to be famous and make it big or whatever that means. Uh, personally i'm still finding out what that means personally um and when you get there it's not what you expect so it changes so it's always going to be evolving and i think essentially what i would want it to say is um something along the lines of tried his best and loved his hardest i just want it to be simple that's actually not far off from a lot of what we've heard from everybody and so that is as I think the common thread, but that is I beautiful. Love that. that is beautiful. I like I like simple uh, uh, phrases that say a lot. Yeah, anything that can be written at a tattoo banner and get yeah. the point across. You know exactly. I love it. I love it. Can you do it on two sides of a so, sparrow's wing? We're gonna end on a high note, and we're gonna go from that to yeah. After the day is done, you've sold your last guitar. You've done whatever. You've done your set. You're exhausted. Life has punched you in the dick. Oh my god. Where do you want to go? Where's your happy place? Where's that place you like to be when you can be anywhere that you choose to be? This is going to sound so boring. And I'm sure a lot of other people have. They all do, and that's the best thing. You know where I'd want to be? Where? I have two places. Immediately, I want to go home. I want to go sit in my fucking loft at my desk, at my computer, smoke a bowl, Watch some TV and then go to bed tonight. Um, uh, that long was term, verbatim my answer. Yeah, but include my wife and yeah, my kids right on. running Georgia, around. Georgia will be at home too. Yeah, that's um, that's the great. That's me. Yeah. that's what I want to do. She'll she doesn't smoke, so it'll just be me. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, I I definitely a uh, long term Hilton Head Island. Okay. I that's I like Myrtle Beach, Charleston. Yeah, I like right that area of the world. So imagine that just a little more isolated, a little more, uh, a little quieter, a little. More. Um, if you get a chance, Columbia has an amazing, oh, Columbia's beautiful, uh, amazing comedy scene. Those really? People, yeah. Um, uh, okay. Jen and yes, Snyder Jen and Snyder. John Gibson. That they are the Columbia scene, and oh, they're lovely. Okay, wonderful. There are a ton of other great comics, Topher mm-hmm. Riddle, and, and and a ton of great comics from that area. But I'm saying, okay. um, you got a taste of yeah. it just because they are amazing. For yeah, they were. Seen, they were know. powerhouses. So, no, that's a great answer. Yeah, uh, but uh, I love both of those places. Um, very, so, I, I very much wanted Jimmy Buffett my way on out of this world. That's great. I think that's a wonderful answer. Part of me wants to do that as well. Yeah. This has been a blast, dude. Hey, I've had so much fun. I, I cannot thank you again. We have had uh, one of the longest episodes we've had because I just couldn't stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been great. Again, I felt a kindred spirit instantly. It was confirmed tonight. You have an open invitation it. to come back anytime. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I so thank you for taking this ride with us. But before we go. Yeah. What do you got going on? Where can we find you? Plug away. This is your man whore open door. That oh. we're patenting that, Terry. Man whore open door. Uh, what do you got? Where can we find you? If we want to fall in love with you after hearing this episode, where can our four potential listeners go to find Jared Pierce? All right. Go to Facebook.com. You can find me at Jared Pierce. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is my employment place. It won't let me change it now. I don't know what's going on. Awesome. Facebook hates me. It was a joke. Now I'm stuck. Uh, nice. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube at Jared Pierce. Um, 
You can also find me every Tuesday at Scruffy City Hall with Einstein Simplified at mm-hmm. 8 o'clock. You can also find me uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday around town in Knoxville doing open mics. I also have a show coming up January 4th at the Grove Theater where I will be hosting. <coughs> love that. Love that. Do you know who's going to be on that yet? I don't yet. The okay. set list has not been announced. Uh, right. Keep up with me on Grove Facebook to find out. Danny Whitson's been on the show. Yeah, Danny He's Whitson's amazing. awesome. Um, and I love that venue. It's a, yeah. they've got two rooms. Um, I keep begging to do a show at the big room. It was my uh, first show in the side room, uh, uh, ever. Yeah. The red room's great. And so it'll be nice to return. I, I filmed, uh, a 30, uh, 25 minute, uh, set there. Oh, that's once. awesome. It was great. It's okay. Uh, it's a bad story. Uh, oh. it's a bad story. Yeah. It's a bad story. Tell me of your uh, cigarettes outside. Uh, I will yeah. definitely <laughs> tell you your cigarettes outside, but, um, Thank you for coming. Hey, I love you. So You're much. welcome back anytime. So hey, I guess, again, thank you for 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 joining us again after the yeah. hiatus. Um, we've been here with Jared Pierce, as always, with Terry Snow. Um, and I like to end the same way every every time and let let them know that the four listeners that we laugh about are why we do it. Yeah. Um, we do hope there are more people out there, but I could not do it without you. Um, and my philosophy as a comic is that a crowd without a comic is still a crowd. Yeah. A comic without a crowd is just a narcissistic asshole with a microphone. Amen to that. And with that, I bid you adieu from Deadbeat Radio. I'm Lance Adams. We're here on State Diver Network. Ha ha. Taken out on a weekly basis. Ever since you're frustrated, you've been in a state of suspended animation. You look like stuff.